This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we've got spoiler reviews for the first episode of Moon Knight on Disney Plus and Sony's Morbius movie. Yes. Plus our favorite Bruce Willis movies and more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, April 4th, 2022. This is Frank Grillo. You know me. But who are you? Are you the discerning, sophisticated type of person who enjoys all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news? Pop culture references, witty banter? Me neither. I'm just here for the dick jokes. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Fans out there. Let's give it up. Yeah, hello, what's up, listener? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And joining us, a uh, fella gets his powers from the Egyptian god of bullshit. Of course, it's Rugboy. What's up, Rugs? <laughs> Rugahotep, how I'm is Dung it? Knight, yes. Yes, you're Dung Knight. There it is. Oh, yes. shit. Dung Knight. Oh, fantastic follow-up to my pitch there, Rux. I was going to say Poon Knight, but then that means I get <laughs> vagina. And it doesn't, if I got the powers from that, no. then that'd be different. God of bullshit, you would be Dung Knight. It yes. works. What else? What, what else is the other? What do they call a uh, cow pie night? I don't know. That's not funny. This is, this is <laughs> the magic that made Abbott and Costello so great. Does anybody get that reference? Anthony? An Abbott and Costello reference? Yeah. No. Comedy duo. No, nothing. I know okay. who that is. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not. Ab- uh, I'm not on top of my Abbott and Costello. Oh, Costello no, you got. You got. That's a classic comedy. You got to brush up. Anyways, well, which one of us is the stupid <laughs> one? Who's Abbott? Who's Costello? <laughs> I, Somebody has to be the smart one here. I, I don't remember which one is which. To tell you the truth, <laughs> Did they, didn't they meet Frankenstein in one movie? Oh, and the Wolfman. Yeah. Yes. And the Wolfman. Yes. Oh. Dracula uh, too. They're all in there. That's when. That's when that that. As you like, as you guys like to say, when shows jump the shark, I think that's when uh, the Universal monsters jumped the shark. When they were, yeah, on when they were hanging that was out the first, with them, that was the first documented case of a movie <laughs> yeah. franchise jumping the shark. Yeah, they were trying to build the monsterverse <laughs> with Abbott Costello back in the fucking forties, weren't they? Yeah, well, they, they basically like got all of them. They, at that point, they were like much older, and they reprised their roles. So they they, they had been like long since gone. That that time had been past <laughs> also Evan costello they're just ripping off laurel and hardy let's be honest there's the ogs yeah anyways enough about old comedy duos that nobody cares about anymore fat guy skinny guy fat guy skinny guy rough guy meat guy yes it's great. ralph cramden yeah ed norton you got yeah, fred right. barney like it uh, that never fails it's yeah the perfect formula that's why me and anthony work so well Oh. We, we look like a number 10 when we stand next to each other. Okay. <laughs> uh, back guy's uh, anyways, look, we got a couple of great reviews this episode for you, listener. Reviews of things that start with the letter M, because I guess that's the letter we're up to in the alphabet this week. I don't know. Uh, we only review things with the letter M. But before we get to do that, there's one topic I need to discuss with you fellas. Uh, and it was tied into something. That was brought up on our last Patreon-only Discord hangout last month, both with you, which you missed, you bastards. But I'll fill you in, because somebody, uh, the topic came up, what happened to Bruce Willis? 
right? And I was like, what do you mean? And then, you know, you go and you look at his IMDb and you realize, yeah, uh, his movie uh, career here has been, uh, looks a lot like Nick Cage's IMDb listing. Yeah, he's just in movies with Frank Grillo. Yeah. Frank Grillo, movies that go <laughs> straight to VOD in 2021 alone. Yeah. Eight movies. He did eight movies in 2021. 2022, already there's seven with dates and three more in post-production. And I was, and and none of them are, you know, apparently any good. So, yeah, what I, I don't read. Yeah, I was like, when I, I looked at his, his filmography and I was like, when did he become right. Steven Seagal? Right, exactly. When did he become Nick Cage? When did he become Steven Seagal? If I could, like, guess what happened, it's maybe that he got this diagnosis and he was like, shit, shit's going to start falling apart real quick. I might as well try and make as much money as I possibly can well, doing whatever I can. Yeah. So. so Bruce Willis's family last Wednesday put out a statement that kind of clears up some clues as to what has been happening to uh, Bruce Willis. Their statement, quote, to Bruce's amazing supporters, as a family, we wanted to share that our beloved Bruce has been experiencing some health issues and has recently been diagnosed with aphasia, which is impacting his cognitive abilities. As a result of this and with much consideration, Bruce is stepping away from the career that has meant so much to him. Bruce Willis retires from fucking acting. He's 67 currently. He's, wow. he's been acting for about four decades since the eighties uh, worldwide. His movies have grossed over $5 billion. He's been nominated wow. for five golden globes. He won one for moonlighting three Emmys also winning for moonlighting and the friends role. Uh, but suddenly these memes that I've seen of people screen capping Bruce Willis movies and going like, look, he's reading from cards here. Look over here. Someone is clearly feeding him lines like his all his bad acting suddenly made sense. It was so bad. The Razzies this year. I don't know if you knew this. They created a whole Bruce worst Bruce Willis movie category just for the Razzies, which they recently have rescinded and taken back. They did that before. And they were like, even Kevin Smith is like, I feel bad for giving him shit about cop cop out now. But Anthony, reaction to this, like one of, you know, Die Hard, arguably one of the greatest action movies of all time. Uh, this is, it's kind of sad and, and just crazy. Yeah, I mean, if you look up the disease, I'm not going to get into the specifics of it because I don't really know it. But it's, it looks pretty, pretty sad and a pretty sad end. Uh, can't really understand human language anymore. Speak it. As far as his career towards, you know, towards the end. I don't think anyone's going to remember that. Yeah. We're, we're talking about it now. I didn't know that this career had happened. Right. I like to think about Bruce Willis as his career prior and his career prior is, is pretty legendary. Absolutely. I think, you know, we should talk about like, you know, you guys can get into your thoughts on Bruce Willis, but I think we should talk about what our favorite Bruce Willis movies are real quick. Cause there's, it's more than just die hard. Die Hard's not the only movie. No, he's ever done. no absolutely. He, it spans uh, a whole bunch of genres and, uh, what so Ruggs? What was your reaction when you heard this news? Well, I was like, "Oh, wow!" I'm like, "That makes perfect sense." I'm like, "That," I'm like, "It can't be that he didn't give a fuck anymore." Like, you know, there has to be a reason because he's like he he usually he, he when he he shows up for a movie at least like he gives a shit most of the time, uh, and or he's got enough natural talent that he can sell whatever he's doing. So. When you're watching, I you know I watch a lot of bad movies. You know, <laughs> I see Frank Grillo is in it, and I'm like, oh, Bruce Willis is in this too. And then I see him kind of like 
barely saying the lines and like people were saying, oh, he looks like he's sleepwalking through this. And I'm like, oh, it makes sense. I'm like, and then that's when I started to feel bad. I was like, oh, wow. Like he's probably like trying to cash in like, you know, so he can kind of like just go off into the sunset. Well, my question is, was it him or his management uh, you know, against his wishes, still putting him out, or was it him saying, "Let me do as much as I can while I"? Can. I don't know. I can't. I'm not there. But like, I don't even know when this started affecting him. So I really the, don't dude, know. There, here, let me share some crazy stories. This has not become overnight. This has kind of been known over the past few years on these movies that he's worked with. Couple of the story, and they're crazy stories. So Mike Burns, who directed him in Out of Death. He was asked to reduce his Bruce's page count by five pages, abbreviate his dialogue, take out all the monologues. Uh, and he saw right away there was something, you know, wrong. He had to shoot 25 pages of all of Bruce's parts in one day, right? Uh, uh, the uh, Another movie, White Elephant, Jesse V. Johnson directed, and he, it was clear to him uh, that Bruce was not the same person he remembered. Okay. So the Times reported that Bruce Willis's film shoots were limited to two days in recent years, but reportedly Bruce could only show up uh, to do four hours instead of the eight hours. Someone had tr- uh, was with him constantly. They would feed him lines through an earpiece. Uh, and then this one, you know, we just had this, um, the Alex uh, Baldwin rust shooting disaster tragedy in January 2020 on the set of the movie Hard to Kill. Bruce fires a loaded gun with a blank on the wrong cue. He was supposed to give uh, his actor, the uh, the girl, a cue to duck, and she was facing, uh, her back was facing to him, and he forgot to deliver the line and fired the blank. Thankfully, nothing happened. But you could see now how, without disclosing this and still doing movies, this could get kind of dangerous. So the stories about how, the thing is, if people knew, Hollywood is full of secrets, right? This is another fucking secret. Like nobody was going to say shit, uh, even if it was getting dangerous or it was going to threaten somebody's life. Is his Bruce real name Idar Oberstein? Who, Bruce Willis? I don't even know. What? I'm looking at the uh, the Google about him. Oh, no, that's he where was he born. was born. No, no, Rex. yeah, that's where he, what the hell? He was, he was born, born in Germany? He was born in uh, Walter Bruce Willis is his full name. Born in West Germany. Yeah, Idar Oberstein. Oh. Well, what what's your guys' favorite? I mean, what's your favorite Bruce Willis films? Uh, uh, Last Boy Scout, Fifth Element, Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah, oh, he's great in Pulp Fiction. Uh, you know, of course, the you know the diehards are are, are are of course Unbreakable, Unbreakable, and Glass. Even though Glass sucked, it was great to Six see. Sense. Him. Six Sense, Six Sense is another big one. What about Color of Night? You guys seen that? Oh, one? that one has some. Hum- That's a weird fucking. Movie. <laughs> that has a hot girl in there. Since he's good in Sin City, did you say Sin City? I liked him in Sin City. You see his dick in Color of Night. Oh yes, I did. That's, <laughs> That's something you want to see. Oh yeah, he's in Looper. I loved him in Moonlighting. Uh, I remember watching Moonlighting, and it was really funny. And he also had a musical career. Remember, he plays the harmonica. He had sure. the blues band. He was- well, people forget now because of Die Hard, but in like all the other action movies he's kind of been in, but. Before Die Hard, he was just a TV actor, and it was like a, a big thing that they had cast Bruce Willis in Die Hard. I mean, he did change the body type of your action hero, right? It goes immediately from your like your Stallone and Schwarzenegger to guys more like Bruce Willis, and uh, can, and 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 he and he did a good job too of like picking films after that that kind of chat. Like he did different stuff. He didn't just stay within his lane of he didn't just want to be uh, the next Schwarzenegger. 
you know, he was doing interesting stuff and picking interesting directors to work He's with. He's had some stinkers too, like Hudson Hawk for years. was just like, this is the absolute That's worst like a movie. movie yeah, now, it's yeah. like the worst movie ever made was Hudson Hawk, allegedly. Uh, but no, his, I mean, even uh, Pulp Fiction, he's great. 12, 12 Monkeys? Monkeys? 12 Monkeys is a fantastic movie. Yeah, but if you look at like, what I'm trying to get is if you look at like the list of directors he's worked with, it's it's a very eclectic list of directors. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, he does Armageddon type movie, and then he does like Fifth Element, which is completely different directors. Completely different. Uh, whole nine yards. Six cents. Great. You know, he did, yeah, yeah, he did, you know, oh, yeah, Unbreakable. Yeah, whole nine yards. I mean, you just go on through the list of movies he's done, and it's just all over the map. He has done a shit ton of movies, and then his career gets really weird at the end. But it's just, I feel, I mean, you can't help but feel sad for him. I'm glad he's taking time for himself and recognizes. Hey, well, he's had a. A bunch of great movies. He's had a great career, um, and uh, he he is an icon, one hundred percent. And um, it's you know he he could have stuck around a little longer, probably, but you know it's still he got the sixty seven before he retired. That's pretty good. There's still uh, wh- what is this? How many? One, two, three, four, five, six. There's still like eight Bruce Willis movies that are in post production that probably will come out. Oh, they're definitely coming. Which is kind of crazy now to watch those after this announcement. Like, when did you think, like, what, what was the last movie that you saw with Bruce Willis, like, uh, that wasn't, like, on TV late at night? Like, you went, you were actually, like, was it the split? Or was it was the, or, Glass. Or, or we or reviewed Glass, it. Right? Glass was the last kind of, like, big, high-profile movie I think I saw that he did. Split. He, no, oh, no, Glass. You're yeah, right. You're Glass right. came Glass. afterwards. And he that was, was, like, the last big thing that we were, like, all... Um, yeah, we reviewed it on the show, and we—I mean, it wasn't a great movie, but he was—he was good, and he was fine. He didn't appear to show any signs of anything, you know. At that point, that's well, twenty. Whatever they did, they curated it, so it yeah. was like—I saw Death Wish, which is right before Glass. Is that like a remake of a? That's yeah. a remake of a Charles Bronson, the Bronson movies. Yeah, and that was how was that? That was fine. Yeah, he didn't really talk a lot either. It was no, there was no like big soliloquies in that one either. No monologue, no monologuing. I think the last like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the last movie where he was really like Gabby. And I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the Die Hard films. I I didn't see the the like a good day to Die Hard. Uh, is this the, yeah that that one? I mean, he's pretty. That's in 2013. He's I mean he's Bruce. He's John McClane. Yeah. In that, yeah. So. John McClane, G.I. Joe, right after he does that. One of the most iconic action stars, still John McClane. Did anybody see Red and Red 2? I heard those were okay. I think I heard those, those are fine. Okay. Yeah. And he's in the Expendables, right? So, yeah, he was yeah. In the, he's one of the Expendables. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he's one of the, you know, everyone talks, and we'll eventually do it. We've I've been on the 80s track, and, and he's one of the guys that belongs on that Mount Rushmore of guys from that era that, you know, was everlasting. What do you think is his best acting of all time? Oh, man. I mean, Sixth Sense is he's pretty fucking good. Sixth Sense is he's very good in that. I think he's great in Pulp Fiction. Like, he just fits into that world. I mean, he's playing a boxer. Uh, but I just love him in Pulp Fiction. Some of these dramas I haven't seen. So I, you, if you guys have seen these. Oh, 12 um, Monkeys, I would say. 12 probably. Monkeys is very good. He was funny on that Friends episode when he showed up as uh, I forgot that somebody was dating him or somebody's father. But it's just crazy and sad. Poor Bruce. Yeah, it's sad. 
Mm. He was great as the baby, and Luke was talking. I'll tell you that. Oh, much. He, that's right. He was the voice with uh, who did the? Was that uh, Christy Alley? No, Christy Alley was in the movie. Then there was a girl baby, but he was the the voice of Luke who's talking. Hilarious. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's been like in a couple of cartoons. Roseanne voices Barr too. was the other voice. Oh, it was Roseanne and yeah, <laughs> the, <laughs> the siege. Uh, just uh, an ama- look, an amazing career. Definitely, definitely legendary, iconic actor and it's he can rest now you know it's it's okay well he's not dead he's not dead he's i'm a, just saying yeah, he Christ, probably should have retired like two years earlier <laughs> he can like, uh, go chill out and yeah. freaking have a uh, you know boat drinks you know i'm just saying apparently the disease he has is it, from what i've understood with people that work with speech pathologists it's 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 pretty sad he's gonna it might be a pretty tough life so, towards yeah the end. so it says uh it can affect your speech as well the way you write and understand both spoken and written language <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm hoping that, you know, with all the cash that he has, he can probably, you know, dull it a little bit and not have such a tough time, hopefully. Well, sending good vibes to uh, Brucey Bruce. Absolutely. Cheap, cheap plug, but uh, we'll see where Bruce ranks in our eventual 80s showdown. Yeah, I mean, Die Hard generally wins a lot of, like, the the top best 80s action movie I mean, ever. If, if, if I had to, if I was putting money down right now, Without knowing your complete opinions on everything, yeah. I think Die Hard would be one of the favorites to win this. So absolutely, it, it's definitely going to be up there. It has to be. Yeah. Once we stack it, it might, up, it might be a number one seed in the tournament. Oh man, I can't wait for the '80s action movie <laughs> tournament. March Madness. I'm all about the March Madness. I'm gonna. It's April. I'm right. Oh, whatever. I'm gonna dress up and wear my headbands and have pom poms and everything. Yeah, and then, and then at some point during that show, you have to be on video and slowly take off your shirt. Like you have to have a like a. A shirt what? that you can take off that's like buttoned up or rope that you can just open. easily like slide it off. Yeah. Okay, I'm not sure how you're that, ready for a fight. That, yeah. Oh, I see. That's right. Then I'll be ready. That's right. Once you take your shirt off and you're all oiled up, you're yeah, ready for an ready 80s action movie fight. Gotcha. All right. Well, listen there. Well, what what Bruce Willis did is he made it okay not to have to take off your shirt yeah. like that. You yeah. could just wear a dirty tank top. And he was yeah. one of the first before Vin Diesel, the bald man. Oh, yeah. You know? He's totally pre-Vin Diesel. Vin <laughs> Diesel stole his look. Absolutely. Yeah. Bruce Willis was doing that shit, was going bald way before anybody else. Yeah, that's right. Shave it off. And not slapping people, but making jokes about you it. Did, you didn't have to be <laughs> a giant bodybuilder to yeah. be an action movie star. And he put Jersey on the map, so East Coast yeah. represent. So yeah, <laughs> East Coast, represent. and he put Germany on the map since he's uh, was born there. I don't know. Yes, he put sure. Germany on no, the map. He's, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think Germany's on the map for other reasons. Germany is on a map, <laughs> unfortunately, already there. Uh, yeah, listener, let us know what your be- favorite Bruce Willis movie is. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. It's an exclusive, 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 it's an explosive Ex- diarrhea oh. group. No, an exclusive closed group. I smushed those two words together. Exclusive diarrhea. Exclusive diarrhea. Only geek <laughs> diarrhea. Only in our Facebook group. Wow. What an endorsement. Uh, closed just for our listeners. Just for you. Join it. Geek out. Couldn't have said it wronger. Couldn't have said it wronger myself. Let's get to the first review. Uh, it is for the latest Marvel Disney Plus TV series Moon Knight episode one. Here are your spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Uh, this episode is titled "The Goldfish Problem," uh, and this is—is is this the fourth episode series or fifth? 
One, uh, this two, three, is four. no, I think this is the sixth. The sixth. Oh, if I'm counting what if too. Yeah, count what if. Yeah. Yes. Fifth live action. Fifth live action. But what what if is technically canon? So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, but this is the first live action show that is introducing a completely new character into the MCU, whereas the others, well, yeah, based on a new character. Based on a new, the others, the other ones introduced, but they, they weren't did, based right. on. They did introduce, but you had people you knew before. Uh, Moon Knight in the comics, created by Doug Mensch and Don Perlin. First appearance, Werewolf by Night, number 32 in 1975. That's right. Uh, he's a year older than I am. Right. It's old. Uh, Anthony, episode one, Goldfish Problem. Uh, break it down. What happens in the Moon Knight? Yeah, this is an introduction to the Moon Knight. We meet uh, Stephen Grant, who is from london (laughs) or maybe from england i don't know where really i don't know where that is seems like london and he suffers from having episodes where he's he thinks he's sleepwalking and doing things so he's kind of a a fuck up because of this he he's falling asleep on the bus he's always late for his job he doesn't remember that he's setting up dates with women and setting up steak dinners when he's a vegetarian (laughs) and he's just all screwed up and he's trying to figure not really figure out he's trying to just stave off doing these things and he you know has things in his in his apartment that are trying to basically notify him if he's been sleepwalking and he comes to find out that not only is he sleepwalking but he's getting himself into situations that are really crazy and he's involved with this i would say Waco like figure, yeah. Cult, I forget the guy that from Waco, cult leader. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cult leader, and and uh, there's this cult leader that is working through Amit to judge people, an Egyptian god, and apparently Stephen is coming to find out that he's not really who he is. He's got multiple personalities. One of his personalities is a mercenary named Mark Spector, and he's got another personality, or maybe another thing inhabiting him named Kanchu, which is an Egyptian god. So he's basically in in the midst of figuring this all out while also being involved with fighting this cult leader uh, who is also enamored with gods or in, in has a little bit more knowledge of the gods, and they're, they're waging a battle. And uh, we're kind of trying to figure this all out as we go along with Steven. Yeah, it is uh, kind of a mind fuck uh episode is set up of course oscar isaac playing mark specter slash stephen grant uh and you got ethan hawk as the cult leader arthur harrow Harrow. and Mm. f murray abraham as the voice of khonshu oh the idiot is back (laughs) go back to sleep (laughs) so great he's his voice reminded me of like a more intelligent venom it's still it's kind of funny, but it was hilarious to hear it. Uh, and then so this episode also written the show's written by Jeremy Slater, who uh, you may know from writing uh, 2015's Fan Fantastic. Uh, but oh yes, but also the Umbrella Academy, uh, and he's he's written six episodes of uh, this series. What did you think, Anthony? Overall, so far, uh, I watched it twice. Ah, so did I because I. I've noticed that by watching these on Wednesday and then not revisiting them, you got to watch them again. I I forget everything. Yeah. Even if I like the episode, I forget everything. Yeah, eh, just time and age. Yeah, time and, and age. That'll that'll get you. That'll get, get you. old. Yeah, I liked it. I re- actually I really enjoyed it. I think 
it's a good first episode. I like that it's a new character. And Chris Stuckman said this, and I agree. It felt like for the first time in these TV shows that Marvel was actually like, oh, we have a new character. Mm -hmm. We need to actually hook you in a little bit. You can't just rely on it being like a six or second episode movie where you're just going to tune in anyways. And I agreed with that. You know, there's there's a little bit of mystery there. There's a little bit unraveling. It kind of ends, and you see part of the mystery, but you're not, you know, fully. It's not a complete origin or anything like that. And I I, I really enjoyed it. I felt like there were some. I liked Stephen Grant. I think he's a little different than a lot of the Marvel heroes we get. He's not this charismatic guy that anyone really wants to be. Yeah, he's not even like a loser, like how Marvel typically portrays losers, like. Uh, Bruce Banner, who's like super smart, so you're not really a loser. Right. Or Tom Holland, Spider Man, you're getting girls. You're yeah, not really those a are loser. Not losers, he's yeah. actually like a fucking loser. Yeah. Like he's he's being berated by a gift shop. <laughs> he works at. He's like I'm a gift shopist. He yeah. works at a gift shop at the museum. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed that. I think it's a little bit of a different flavor, and we'll get to learn more about him. I also enjoyed that it has. I wrote down two movies that it reminded me of. Ah. He reminded me a little bit. Uh, well, obviously, other than Venom, so three movies. It reminded me when he wakes up in the for, in the in the grass in yeah. Germany. He's yeah. like his jaws all broke. I'm yeah. like, this reminds me of the scene in Memento when the guys when freaking uh, what's that actor's name? Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce is running and he doesn't know if the good guys are chasing he, or yes. if he should be chasing them. He's just, I'm like, this is exactly because oh he God. like waves at the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh hello, Hi. and the other guys and like, what are you waving at, at him for? <laughs> <laughs> So that reminded me of that, and then it also had kind of the Fight Club vibes, right? Absolutely, yes. Yep. I thought Fight Club. I thought Venom. Um, yeah. I like that other uh, uh, Memento is definitely a good one too, because you're dealing with memory loss with multiple personalities. I think, yeah, and I think, I think one one just quick thing, and then you guys can go. Is I think they have a a palette here where they can go in a lot of different directions because Moon Knight is street level. Yeah, but then if you got to really want to go like to the Egyptian stuff, you can go fantasy. And I think they have, there's not really like a definitive Moon Knight story that I'm aware of. Yeah. So they're able to kind of take pieces of that and kind of have fun with the fun aspects of all of this to make something. And I think they start out with a good first episode. Yeah, a solid first episode. I think, I, I, I don't know I don't know about Rugs, but I, I have not read a lot of Moon Knight. I only read, you know, read his stories occasionally when he crossed paths with Spider-Man. So, Ruggs, have you read a lot of Moon Knight? And what did you think of this first episode? It's hard for me to remember because, okay, so Moon Knight's like a tough nut to crack because, all right, you have so many, like, they've started and stopped Moon Knight yeah, so many times. Yeah, there's different versions. And, so, like, yeah. they would start him up, and then all of a sudden some bullshit would happen at Marvel, and then they would start it over again. And each time that they would start it over, they would, like, either fine-tune it or do away with some stuff. So um, the characters, for the most part, stay the same. Um, and the bad, the main bad guy is the Bushman. He usually appears and reappears like all the time, but, um, power levels change. Like sometimes Hanshu like abandons him. Right. And so he's just a dude. Right. But sometimes Hanshu's there and he can kick ass and like, he can do like otherworldly stuff. They've recently added like more personalities to him. Uh, and we're going to see that cause I know we saw something, uh, alluding to it, but basically Stephen Grant in the comics is is like the Bruce Wayne character. Yeah, this is a way different take, and I think so, it's smart that they did this change. I think they flipped it with yeah. the other guy, Jake Lockley, who's supposed to be like this poor cab driver. Because like, yeah, you have he he assumes Mark Spector assumes 
two personalities. One to take the mercenary money that he has and use it like a rich person and like kind of hide the money. And then Jake Lockley is like the ear to the ground street level guy that like hears about all the fucking yep, yep. Like, goings on. So Moon Knight can appear and Hanchu is there or Kanchu is there to like he he's possessing him so he could like basically the way the the, the origin is that uh, Mark Spector is like close to death. He fights Bushman somewhere and then he's about to die. And then and Kanchu's like, I'll let you live. I'll bring you back to life. But I need to be able to take over your body whenever the fuck I want to like uh, to dispel vengeance. Yeah. And so he's like, all right, cool. So he's basically like alive because this Egyptian god is possessing him. And um, and so I don't know if that's going to be revealed in the show or whatever, well, but that's what the it, story in the comics initially is. Initially, were his personalities actual disguises and not yeah, like they were, separate yeah. personalities? So a different right. Whenever they restarted the, the thing, they would take it another level. They they sometimes they would make him more like Batman with gadgets and shit. And sometimes they would make him more like supernatural, like with the Midnight Suns when he was hanging out with those dudes. So. I think somewhere in the eighties, they started making him insane. Right. I think and they Kanchu, revealed that yeah. all of these characters were actually figments of his imagination. And he never even got possessed by a, a demon or, 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 or a, a God. So, um, yeah, it's, it, they kind of start and stop. So it's hard for me to know which way they're going. And like the fact that they even switched the character of Steven to like some guy who's working in the gift shop. I don't know where, where it's going to go. I just know that Kanchu is the guy that's the conduit for the for Moon Knight. So and that's all I know. And then we we haven't seen the Bushman. I don't this this character that um Arthur Harrow is from the comics, but he is he, only in one issue of a Moon Knight comic. Yeah, they tried to make like a Joker character. Oh, okay. Like not really, but like you know how the Joker's got the permanent smile. Yeah, yeah. Like this character in the comics has like a permanent like sm- like frozen face, Weird. And, like uh, in a snarl. So it, I don't see that happening. I don't think they're going to do that. If they do, that'd be weird. But um, yeah, so Moon Knight is like tough to like it's, uh, compare it to canon because, as I said, they start and stop a lot. The constant thing is the Egyptian god and Bushman is his bad guy. Sometimes his brother is the bad guy. Uh, he has a brother that like uh, he fights with every once in a while. They re- he he disappears oh, and reappears. And um yeah, and that's basically it. And Set is the other one, which is uh the opposite god to Kanchu. Oh, Set. So, right, okay. So sometimes Kanchu would be like, Oh, Set, I gotta go fucking fight the Avatar, whoever's the Avatar of Set, and they would fight each other. So that's basically in a nutshell, uh Moon Knight. Well so, what what'd you think of how they do it here? Well, as I said, I I, I was like, Oh, Stephen Grant's not this guy, but then I was like, Okay, fuck it. Like they're doing something with it. And um, I, I liked it. it it's fun. It, it, yeah, I like F. Murray Abraham's Moon Knight's voice. I liked all the gags that they did. Uh, He's really funny. Like the Stephen Grant character was hilarious. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I like the jump scares and I like yeah. the horror vibe yep. of it and everything. Yep. Uh, I'm still not a hundred percent on the costume, but like, like the face is the only thing that bothers me more than anything. But like, it looks too much like a mummy. But like, I guess I know what they're going for the Egyptian god thing. But um. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, when they tease, it ends with the brief look at the costume. I, and from what I've heard, every episode, it gets better. Yeah, I heard. So they released the first four to critics, and there's like a big crazy thing that happens at four, and then they're like, five and six gets even nuts. And, you know, it's going to make you question everything you've seen. So, like, is any of this even really happening? 
like maybe this is all in his head. Uh, I, there's so many things I loved about uh, the episode. I love how you know we talked about they're using Stephen Grant as our point of view instead of Mark Spector from the get go. I think that's it works really well because now you are going through the same like the fuck? feelings that he's going through. The scenes of him blacking out and waking up in the middle of the action scene are fantastic. I mean, he's in the truck and he blacks out. He wakes up. He's starving fucking backwards. I'm like, oh, how the <laughs> what is going on here? And will we ever get to see? Will they ever go back and show us that? Or you think they'll just keep moving forward and let you just think about I, it in your I head? Don't, what I don't happened? think. I don't think it. I think you know they might. Yeah. But I don't think they should. Right. Like in Fight Club when he has that flashback totally, and he sees all the yes. shit that he did. <laughs> and he sees himself there as Tyler Durden. The, the, yeah. the imagination of now, like of not knowing right. what, what he did right. and like how good of a mercenary yeah. Steven, or Mark Spector is, I think really helps He that. blacks out and straight up murders people in, right. out in the open and has no idea what well, the fuck well, has happened. What's really funny, fun about that scene is it's, you know, he's blacking out and he's being a mercenary like whenever he needs to mark specter takes over yeah i think it's mark specter i was trying to think about it it's not moon knight that's taking over it's mark specter oh he's not switching costumes right moon knight would be the guy in the costume but i think what was fun about it i enjoyed it yeah i don't know if you guys enjoyed it but the fact that they're playing wake me up before you yes, go go in the great music wham <laughs> oh george michael and wham and the other guy's name nobody knows it doesn't matter <laughs> But what an appropriate and, song. And he's driving a truck with a cupcake <laughs> on cupcake it. Cupcake delivery all like it, It's all so bizarre. I love he throws the gun and Conchu's like, did he just throw the gun? Yeah. <laughs> did, he just, did he just throw the gun? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> now, you it's, fun, it's funny when you do commentary like yeah. that. You use, that, you use that, that vehicle to do commentary. And it is like kind of like Venom, though, because... It is, a little bit. It, you, you like... um have this thing that's consciously there that's always commenting that's kind of always in the background and uh it it works in venom so it should work here yeah that's probably one of the good like the only things that people like when people like venom they really latch on to that yeah the the inner the talking to the each other monologue, the, inner the, the inner monologue yeah. with them like yeah. not agreeing i wonder if they're gonna do um mr knight they are. There's uh, photos of him as Mr. Knight. So where he's in all white. He, he's wearing yeah, a suit. suit. Yeah. Yes. He's kind of like a detective Rorschachy yeah. type person. So you know? I'm wondering how many more personalities are we? We're going to see Mr. Knight, but are we also going to see Jake Lockley? Because if you look at the end credits, there's a lot of, of shots where they're splitting his head into three. The reflections, man, the whole there's time. Like five, there's like five total, right? There's, I there's think Moon so. Knight, Mr. Knight, Jake Lockley, Stephen, Stephen Grant, Grant, Mark, Mark Spector. Yeah. yeah. Unless there's like a female one or something, <laughs> they can. Well, I don't know. They, I, they can go. I mean, they can go if that if that's one of his things. They can go in a lot of directions in terms of expanding the amount of personalities he has. Like they could go full split. I feel like that they have to be unique enough that they, each one has a has like a, a strength. I don't know what uh, Steven's strength is at this point. No, well, he see, knows about. I, I don't know why they create Steven, but I feel like it's the other personalities are trying to obviously keep him in the dark because they need someone like him uh, to not know what the fuck's going on. Because if you think about well, that's it, part of the mystery. Yeah. Why? Why do what? What is the use of Steven? What is the use of Steven Grant? I mean, it's well, that's the thing. Like, huh. like uh, Mark Spector is a mercenary. He's right. got like he's 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 bad. So people like he needs somebody who's squeaky clean. So that's mm. why Steven was created. He needs a whole nother yeah person. And then he needed somebody yeah. else to kind of be like uh, the everyman, right? Yeah. And I think 
Yeah, I guess that's what Stephen could be the every every man. I guess, but like what they're keeping Stephen in the dark on purpose yeah. because he just can't do anything. Not only are they keeping him in dark, but they're clearly something. Probably Mark is controlling Stephen because Mark is. I, I did a de- I, I listened to Screen Crush, and that they're right. They Mark is sending the postcards to Stephen of his and there's of his mom. Oh. Because every time he's on the phone with his mom, yeah. it's like a voicemail. There, yeah, like, oh, hey, yep, mom. Yep. Later skaters. Yeah, he, yeah, later skaters. he never was actually talking but to there, her. There's a, there's a shot of him with the postcards on his fridge, yeah. but then there's a shot of those same postcards at the museum. That's right. Cause so he's probably so, buying them from the museum, sending them yeah. to himself. You also notice, you know, his elaborate setup with the sand and the tape and the, the How is he getting out? He's he puts he gets out and he puts everything back so Steven thinks he hasn't gone out, right? How does he get the yes that's what I would assume, right? Is that he's getting out and he's putting the sand back. But then he's a user. You can just walk over the sand. You don't you need could to just walk. jump over the sand. I mean, if it's, but he has if he to wakes up as someone else, he could just take the thing off. Yeah. Yeah. And then just go out the window as, as moon. And is it like how much control do they have? Is it just in times of stress where he blacks out and Mark takes over? I guess that makes sense because Stephen thinks that he's just an insomnia. He's just sleepwalking. He doesn't realize that there's these other personalities. Right. Until the, the other personalities are clearly aware of Stephen yeah. and they're like, you're an idiot. Yeah. We already know what's going on. <laughs> Back to sleep, worm. <laughs> The goldfish dies and he replaces it. With them, that's yeah. why he thinks it's a different goldfish. With the and Stephen is yeah. setting this like this um, lock on his foot. Yeah, but thinking like, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wake, wouldn't like undo that in my sleep. It's but a combination. He doesn't realize yeah. that Mark Spector knows the lock because he's in Stephen's head. Because he's him. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, and I'm like, it's so fascinating to see how what the rules are and how this works. I love they also played a Bob Dylan song in the beginning, which is great. Uh, the beginning hold open. I found out the whole part where Ethan Hawks, Arthur Harrow, take, he drinks out of the glass. He smashes the glass and then he puts the glass in his shoes to walk around. Apparently that was Ethan Hawks idea. But just to set up this like religious penance tone and like almost citing a bunch of religions. You know, he's drinking like holy water. The smashing the glass is like what you do at a Jewish wedding. When you get married under the chuppah. And then like when he put the glass in his shoes, it reminded me of uh, Shiite Muslims do a form of self-flagellation. And they'll like whip themselves or hit themselves on the forehead. But there's always the self-flagellation. And I just love like this heavy religious cult feel. Ethan Hawke's doing that. I was, I was trying to think of the name when I was describing it earlier in the in the summary. But he's he was inspired by David Koresh. Ah, yes. Very. His portrayal. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Very David Koresh. Absolutely. And uh what do you guys think of Ethan Hawke? I'm not really too hot on it, to be honest with you, but um, I love Ethan Hawke. I, I think like he's a good Ethan actor. Hawk. Yeah. So I'm hoping, like, I just don't like this, like, tattoo on his forearm well, that the, fucking moves. The I'm tattoo like, this is stupid. decides if you live or die, according yeah, I don't to like the that. god Emmett. I think it's dumb. <laughs> I think it's dumb that this guy, like, you got all these Egyptian gods, but no Egyptian people. Doesn't that bother you? Well, like, there's an Egyptian know. director, Mohammed Diab, and apparently they did go. He said, I, I'm trying to make this authentically when it gets to that point. Egyptian, there are Egyptian cast members. Their names are very Egyptian, I think. So I think we'll see okay. it later. All right. Well, cool. the, the I wouldn't say I was over the moon about it, but I did like his, I did like that where the character was going in that I like villains that are think they're the hero in their own story. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I can follow somewhat. Obviously, not. I don't think that Egyptian gods are going to take over my body, but I can follow his line of thinking of when he described Amit being around. He's like, if Amit was just around, like Hitler would have not been around. Pol Pot, like all this stuff. 
like Amit would have seen that these people were capable of sin and killed them. So Amit is the bad guy in this. Usually it's set. So what's the, uh, yeah. what's Amit's big thing? Is it, I, I don't know anything about Amit. I think from what I gathered, Amit would judge if you were good or bad and put to bad, put to rest the, the bad people. But the rest of the, uh, Egyptian gods betrayed her because they thought she got a little like, unwieldy with her power she was a uh, demoness and goddess in ancient egyptian religion with the four quarters of a lion the hind quarters of a hippopotamus and the head of a crocodile the, th- Whoa, the three largest pretty. man-eating animals known to ancient egyptians that's quite an image well we saw like a demon dog thing that jackal of jackal. Oh, it was the jackal yeah that i mean the cgi and that was a little i'm sorry but i'd love seeing him beat the shit fine. out of him yeah it was fine they kept it in the dark you didn't really. It did you, what you it needed to do. It was scary yeah. enough to like, you know, yeah. feel like, oh shit. Amit lived near the scales of justice in Duat, the Egyptian underworld. In the Hall of Two Truths, Anubis weighed the heart of a person against the feather of Mott, the goddess of truth. Uh, blah blah blah. So, if the heart was judged not to be pure, Amit would devour it, and the person undergoing judgment was not allowed to continue their voyage towards Osiris and immortality. Uh. You know what they do a really good job of, too, is by making this under Stephen Grant's perspective, yeah. like everyone has been, most everyone has been in a place where they've maybe gone a night with or a night or two with really bad sleep yeah. and falling asleep yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So you could, everyone can kind of relate to him in terms of being late or like falling asleep in weird spots where it's just like, oh, like he just thinks that he just can't get enough sleep. Right. And this is what his issue is. He doesn't actually realize what's really fucking going on here. I mean, he wakes up screaming in a bus, like in motion. Like, what happened right. before that? What did people see? Uh, and the sad, the date scene was so sad that he's like you said, he ordered the steak anyways, even though he's vegan. <laughs> All he needs to do is go to a, uh, a a group therapy meeting and hug a guy with big boobs. Yes, with uh, the, <laughs> the meatloaf. At the, yeah, get get in here. The, the steak, even he was like, uh, yeah, I'll have a steak. I'll have the best. What, what would you like? Uh, the best bits. The best bits. Uh, <laughs> How would you like that done? Uh, Great. Really good. Really good. Really, 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 he doesn't really even good. know how to order. Oh, so you'll have it well done. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, but man, just the whole like the, where the reflections start moving and talking back to him and the way they use the reflections in the whole episode, that shit is frightening. And it was so well done. Uh, even, there was, even the um, part where he calls the girl. Yes. Lila. Yeah. And he like, I was even confused with that in a good way where he... he he real he's like, why do you keep calling me Mark? Why'd you call me Mark? Is what and then said. she hangs up right, on it. I'm like, why does she hang up? Because on she's him? like, if she realizes, do they know that he has multiple personalities? Well, yeah, I'm wondering what's going on. Like, why does she hang up if she thinks this is Mark and this is the first time she's got a hold of him in in a long time? So Layla and Duchamp was the other name. They're both from the comics, I believe. I think Layla is Mark Spector's like wife or girlfriend. Hmm. Well, mm, Marlene is the his girlfriend in the comic. Oh, books. okay. And then he's got. Someone Duchamp is they they call him Frenchie. Oh, uh, so he's probably like his right hand guy or has yeah. you know his sidekick. He's like the guy who always has the, the helicopter or you know whatever. Right, you know, he's uh, he comes the, in and or the cube. In. Yeah, like the Sully from like Uncharted, the guy who has. Wait, the is book. Duchamp in Black Widow? Duchamp. Is that that guy? N- uh, n- no, yeah, no, no, no. It? It's the I'm, I'm talking about the guy where when Black Widow when they when she calls for someone that needs. Uh, she needs a helicopter, yeah, and it's a one, French guy. That oh, 
Now I have to look this up. It, yeah, is it the same person? Because there was, I thought it, Some, someone was like, is he the douche champ? Is he? <laughs> is he? <laughs> someone was like, uh, Duchamp or Duchamp or whatever is an <laughs> Easter egg. It could be. It could be a Moon Knight Easter egg. That's because, you know, they said this show isn't really going to connect to the larger MCU at all. They're trying Wait, did to. Did you just, look at Black Widow? They're trying to. I'm pulling it up here. They're trying to just make it its own thing, right? So they don't have to worry. They could do whatever they want. But they could, there are, you know, there weren't a lot of Easter eggs. There were some. Uh, this may be one of them. I don't know, Anthony. Did you I find it? I can't find anything on it. You know what's another great Easter egg in this? Uh, in the beginning of the episode, when he's talking to the little girl about how they pull the mummy's brains out of their nose with a with a hook and pull everything out, there is a QR code on the wall. If you scan that QR code, it takes you to a digital copy of that first appearance of Moon Knight, which you can read on Werewolf by Night number thirty seven. Hmm. You can read that, and even then, she says she has a joke about like, how did it feel when you got rejected from the field of reeds? And he's, he's like, "Oh, that's funny. I'm not dead, though, you know." And so you're like, "Oh, there's already they're already making fun of him not being dead. Is he awake? Is this even him?" Uh, What'd you think about the scene where he thinks he's getting chased by Kanchu in the elevator oh, and the fantastic. old lady walks in? It's, it was scary and then funny. Oh, and then she's all freaked out. She's like, my friend lives here. I got to go. <laughs> but yeah, great. Just the way they cut. I love the way Kanshu looks like that giant beak head thing is fucking, it's frightening. It's good. Looking for my contact. Yeah. In the Sorry. comics, they, he, Kanshu always just looked like Moon Knight with like a, with like an Egyptian headdress. Oh, yeah. Hmm. He has this like the same body. Like I like they gave him a big staff, made him, made him bigger. Uh, but yeah, overall. Saw the scarab scene where he's trying to give him the scarab and Mark <laughs> is like that. And he, the physicality of that was amazing. Like it was really well done. Yeah. And, and like, you know, when, when they would cut to him blacking out and then coming back, you would see the bodies and yep. you're like, Oh yeah, there's like, these people are busted up. He just, he's like shooting these people in the I head. Mean, he, kill, he just killed all these people. His hands bloody. The scarabs bloody. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Uh, then I want to, uh, I think leave it to the imagination is better than, than showing us until we need to. The Aeneid is a real thing. It is a, a deity of, uh, nine, nine, got nine deities, a group of nine deities in Egyptian mythology. The, the only other couple things I wrote down was why is that lady so mean to him? Oh, uh, <laughs> the coworker. The boss. Yeah. You gotta yeah. have a, a shitty coworker. That's just. Uh, she's like absurdly Donna, mean to him. Yeah, <laughs> she's got an itchy crotch. What do you think of his uh, accent? There, I've heard some uh, British people comment that uh, that accent is uh, horseshit. A little bit. It's not very good. I mean, but I think I, it's for a, me. It sounded fine. It's funny. I don't. I don't have a British. I've never had a British accent. I would say, in defense, if he's doing this as a, if Mark Spector is doing this as a exactly. like hideaway, yep, yep, he's not actually British. Right. So he's doing what he thinks would be a British yeah. accent. It would be a bad British accent. Yeah. It'd be like you doing it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's well, not really British in the show either. What's that? So it's okay. Right. Uh, and I also <laughs> thought of another show, a Marvel TV show, Legion. Remember Legion uh, rugs on FX? Yeah. Also dealt with <laughs> mental illness. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple personalities. Multiple personalities. That they, and they handled it really That's well. That's right. That show was very yeah. good and crazy and mind fuck. So I'll, I'm looking forward to more, five more episodes, more mind-bending mindfuckery on the Moon Knight. We'll see what happens. I, I think it was the best, I think it's about the best first episode they've ever done. Ooh. Better well, than WandaVision? That was a good first episode. Well, WandaVision was also good, but it was such a, 
it was such a contained it was a 50s spoof right and it was right? shorter yeah so it was so contained that you i was in from the start but i think if you were a casual fan you were one of my friends was like why are they doing dick van dyke <laughs> i don't get it episodes? yeah no you're <laughs> right this one like as just a show to someone to come into like it's a great first episode setting up the premise and the character and the tone and the but you, there's still more mysteries yeah. you you kind of know, you know who the villain is but you don't really know what's really going on you get a tease at the end of what he can be but there's still you know that it's they set up enough where it's like okay this is this is something where if i was watching it on netflix i would go all right yeah i'll watch my episode episodes. too so, yeah n- uh, we're in first episode early on do you think that there's going to be based on what you've seen already like implications in the larger marvel universe with moon knight like do you think he's going to appear in the avengers do you think that oh this character's got legs? Do you like what do you think? You don't know yet. It's too early to tell. Yeah, it's early. I would say it judging by the first episode, I think I think they're going to go in a direction where I think eventually he'll be in the big MCU stuff, but I think they're they're I've already been building towards this Midnight Suns yeah, dark yeah, yeah, as- yeah, aspect yeah. and I think that's where he's going to go. With like Punisher and Blade maybe. And Werewolf I don't know by about night. Punisher, but there's Blade be, for sure. Um, get, what's there's going to be a Halloween special, yeah, right? Where so we're making have Werewolf by Night and well, Black. Uh, what's that Black guy? Knight? Black uh, Black Knight yeah. probably be that way. So yeah, they're they're already kind of, and there's a lot of rumors that Nick Cage Ghost Rider will be maybe Dark oh, Avengers. Shit. Oh shit! No, I could see him making the leap to the. I mean, they gave Echo a spinoff show even before that show aired. So this is uh, he's got a whole suit here. Give definitely. I think Midnight Suns would be the appropriate title. Dark Avengers would be the ones where the Avengers go. It's the the group of villains that go bad. I would love right. to see him tangle with the Daredevil. Uh, you know, he can. Uh, there's a bunch of characters well, he can. Judging uh, by but, who's writing him, as Rugs kind of mentioned, he can be street level, yeah. but then he can go supernatural. Yeah. So it really depends on where they want to take. Like, I'm not confident in saying that he's going to go full on scary side. Like they could do that, where he teams up on the street level stuff. I have no idea. I think it's cool though. I think it's it's cool that we don't really have a place for him. Is it, doesn't the Sentry have the same problem? Do we have this problem with a lot of heroes? The Sentry does have a problem where he thinks he's a normal guy and then morphs into the void and does evil shit. Yeah. So we have, we've, got, we've, got, we've got guys dealing with issues in, in superheroes. <laughs> That's what happens? Marvel's got some <laughs> fucked up heroes. So let me ask you this: was this uh, was this different enough from the other shows, or is there still like a little Marvel formula in there, but doesn't doesn't really hurt it? Well, if they're sticking with this Ethan Hawke bad guy, um, that is different enough from Moon Knight. Like he doesn't seem to be the same side of the coin like, we're gonna about to talk about one of the formulaic shit yeah we see um so i think that there's enough mystery between it like they, they introduced the bad guy right away he doesn't he's not created yes. by him yes they're doing or, it at the same we don't time. know yet yeah. if they're tied together i mean they're tied yeah. together because of egyptian gods yeah. but i mean they're not like he was my my brother in, or maybe he is if that then i will know i That'd thought that weird. was interesting as we're getting then, a good rugs will keel over and die <laughs> i'll just be like fuck you. you you had it in your hands you fucks <laughs> no i love that they're giving us the bad guy along with the good guy developing you know kind of side by side and together so that's great yeah i'm yeah i'm excited i'll give me geek bone geek boner. can't wait for the next one it's gonna be short and quick I wouldn't say, by the way, I wouldn't say it's it was completely lacking of the Marvel touch. Yeah. Uh, as mentioned earlier, they played 
wake me up before you go go <laughs> while he was playing while he was in a cupcake truck yes. being chased by villains yes. so there's definitely doses of the marvel comedy yeah. but i think there's enough things that we haven't seen that much of in marvel so far with the different personalities and kind of not knowing what's going on some of the horror stuff the egyptian gods yeah all that's different that's all oh, that's a little yeah. all a little bit different flavor yeah. so i think so far it's you know it's it seems a little bit different enough. Yeah, the elements are there to play with to set it set it apart. I mean, we're all always going to. It's still very PG thirteen. Yeah, well, I mean, there is a couple of guys that have their heads blown, you know, but you don't see that much blood or anything. So they got parental it's, controls now. They can just do whatever they want. You just adjust yeah. your parental control. I don't know how hardcore it's going to get, but I mean, it's it's good enough for now. Have you heard that Disney's like uh, going back and like cleaning stuff up? Well, no, they there was the first story was like they were editing parts of Falcon and Winter Soldier, but then that was wrong because they had turned on some uh, restrictions that they didn't mean to, and they turned it off. I think I don't think they're doing that because why would you? You already released the show with all the blood in it. Does make no sense to go back and now take it out when everybody's seen it. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is a waste of time. I don't think they meant to do that. I think it was something got switched. But that also makes me well, think. Well, how do you see something with no blood in it unless they made it? That, that was my second question. I was like, that's weird then because that means they shot these scenes with and without with different amounts of blood in it for this reason on purpose. I don't know. Oh. Or did they do it in post somehow? But I saw the screenshots. Yeah, there was com- a completely different shot. Uh, but if you don't have the blood on what's his name's shield on the Captain America shield in that show, it loses the impact of that whole scene. Like that shit was violent. Yeah, you need to see that stuff. I don't know. I think this will get pretty dark and scary. So I'm enjoying the ride. Uh, listener, visit our T Public shop if you want to get some cool jock and nerd swag like t-shirts hoodies mugs cell phone cases all with our logo or rug boy's face on it jock slash shop will get you there let's take a break here we're gonna play some promos and talk about another m movie uh and that one is meh uh you'll find out right after this after these messages we'll be right back big on america your organization's terrible Hey guys, this is Jason Dutch with Dig on America Podcast, and I'm here with Big Hops. Do you have to say your name so weird? (laughs) How you want me to say? (laughs) And I'm also here with Mikey Famine. The excuse report. Excuse (laughs) me. over. No, it's Stan. No, it's staying the way it is, because this is the way the show is. Dig on America here, we explore how American history, policies, and sometimes even our pop culture created the social and political issues facing Americans today. Uh, a little bit about us. I'm your resident brother of the league. <laughs> I Where love America so much that I demand she be better through constant criticism and protest. Thank you. And uh, in your Obama voice, Mikey. I don't oh, like Obama. Of course you don't. You also don't like bathing and healthy meals. What Dig on America is, is it's a healthy criticism of a country. We <laughs> America's already perfect. You should know we're perfect just like my hands. 
Well, I mean, a lot of people might say that, but those people probably haven't gone to school or brushed their teeth today. So um, we're going to ignore them. But yeah, check out our show. It's unbeholden to any um, corporate overlords, except for Jay-Z, the Bilderberg Foundation. George Soros sponsored. George Soros, the Clinton Foundation. Absolutely. And uh, let's not forget Emotep. (laughs) (laughs) You can check out our website, digonamerica.com. You can check out all of our audio. We're on every single fucking audio podcast app there is out there, Pandora, Spotify, etc. Subscribe on YouTube. You can check us out on Twitch, Twitch twitch.tv forward slash doa podcast hopefully you'll listen to the show guys i won't go fuck yourself dig on america listener if you've been enjoying the show now is a great time to join our awesome fan club visit jockandnerd.com slash patreon jockandnerd you can support the show and show your love show your love show your love back to all the entertainment value we've given over the seven plus years now uh big announcement thank you to just this came in an email Right before we started recording, our newest ten dollar a month patron, Jose oh, Gonzalez. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. Thank you, Jose. What was we he up before? No, he's brand new. Oh, he signed up wow. at ten dollars a month. Jose. Jose, glad to have you. Couldn't be happier. Thank you. Jose gets to enjoy a host of fun things. Like he gets access to our bonus podcast RSS feed where we have more content. The shows come out early. And this week, Jose, you would have heard our instant reactions to Morbius. And Anthony, you put up a couple of more 80s movies reviews. What'd you watch this week? Well, it was from last week. I mentioned it on the show, but just real quick, I did the uh, I did a Top Gun reaction and i did that's a right beverly hills cop 2 reaction oh you got the sequel in too did you there's a third one there's a third there's, one well with a theme a with one. those two though i don't know yeah. if you knew this no both directed by tony scott oh he did the boat he did beverly hills cop 2 as well wow. Wow. i wow. love the tony scott i mean tony scott directed one of my favorite movies true romance yeah I, that's I, right i'll just say that you've made me watch. you made me watch that and i've seen a couple tony scott films he's and amazing I, and I'll say he's not my favorite. <laughs> no, you don't like the Tony. You got to watch Crimson Tide, the submarine movie. It's fantastic. I, I, wanna, that oh, one, I like Tony the Scott. The last Boy Scout I got to watch, too. That's to- that's a great Tony Scott movie. Yes, that'll be You good. know what? The great one, Man on Fire is a great That's Tony a good Tony Scott movie. He's just full well. of style, man. His style is He loves lighting. the sun. Yes, he loves the sun in the back and top-down lighting. Like yeah. People are just lit, but just like one light above them all the yeah. time. It's fantastic. So, Jose, you can check in all those out. Jose can also join us on our monthly Discord hangout just for our Patreon subscribers. Uh, that will Next month will be Thursday, April 21st. This month, sorry. Who knows if I'll be there. Maybe Anthony will be there. Maybe Ruggs won't be uh, asleep this time. He'll be awake to join us. You never I'm so know. sorry about that. You never know. Don't be sorry. It's fine. <laughs> what, time was you, what time was that being recorded? Oh, it's 6 p.m. Eastern. Oh, oh you were asleep. Oh, yeah. I was dead asleep, yes. Oh, okay. He gets tired. Well, I drank a lot. <laughs> uh, and then Jose, the, the $10 tier is the You Pick It tier. Jose can pick any movie he wants. Send it in. You Use your pick wisely. Think about it, Jose. You can force us to review and watch any movie you want. Thank you so much for signing up. Be a Jose listener. Join us Whoa. at com slash Patreon today. Okay. Second M review. This one is Morbius, uh, which will give us more BS. Here is your spoiler alert. Before we get started, 
Does anyone want to get out? Another Marvel uh, character created by Marvel Comics, Morbius's first appearance in the Amazing Spider-Man 101, way back in 1971. This is when Spidey had uh, four extra arms and was a literal Spider-Man for like two issues. That's right. It's very strange. Uh, he is created by Roy Thomas and Gil Kane. And side note, I found this out very interesting. The reason they were able to create Morbius is uh, the Comics Code Authority had just recently uh, oh, like dropped their rules for supernatural creatures. Like you couldn't do yeah, it was satanic. Yeah, they thought it was satanic. You couldn't do any kind of supernatural creature, and that went away. And so they create the living vampire. Also, I found out this Amazing Spider-Man 101, the first comic, Stan Lee did not actually like plot or write. He was busy writing some sci-fi movie that probably never got made. Uh, so uh, Roy Thomas wrote the book and created Morbius. As far as the movie, this movie is brought to you by Sony slash Columbia Pictures in association with Marvel. They make sure that you know it's just in association with Marvel, this is the third film in what Sony is calling their Sony Spider-Man universe. And when it's it's really Sony Spider-Man-less universe. Uh, and, uh, of course, famously, the movie delayed seven times. Clearly reshot, re-edited, chopped up a little bit. The first trailer, this trailer came out in January 2020. This is when the first trailer came out. That we talked about, and here we are, over two years right later. Right before COVID. Yes, just before the vid. On the Rotten Tomatoes, ooh, that's a doozy, uh, 16%. Oh, shit. Currently, 3.8 out of 10 tomato meter. Audience rating, 70%. This movie was made for $75 million budget. It opened to $39 million domestically. Now, they were estimating like $40 million. At first, it was 50 Then they said like 35 to 40 Worldwide, it's at about $83 billion. It met what they estimated this movie would open to. Is that good, though? I mean, it's $75 million, It's already made $88 million. I don't think it's doing terrible. It's not that bad, it's actually. Not, it's not we'll a disaster. like this to do that yeah, well, yeah. It's, that's, that's, they're probably I think they might it. end up either breaking even or making a little. It depends how these next couple of weeks go, but it's not a complete bomb at the box office based on the budget. No, I think it opened at number one. Now, next week, uh, that Sonic sequel is coming out, and this thing has no chance. This movie no. barely had a chance even before it came out. We'll get, get to that. Uh, this movie directed by Daniel Espinosa who you may know from directing movies such as Life in 2017. David or Daniel? Daniel. Daniel Espinosa. Has anybody seen uh, The Life? No. With, uh, I think, who's in this? Chris, uh, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Chris Pratt. No, not Chris Pratt. Ryan Reynolds. Sorry. I get them confused. Gyllenhaal, no. Ryan Reynolds, Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, I have not seen it either, but a lot of people, this is the movie a lot of people were like, this is like the origin of Venom at the end for some reason. It was kind of weird. Uh, and then he, there's another movie called Safe House that I heard he made is pretty good. He's not made a lot of movies, but uh, that those are the two. And Morbius is the latest. Also, movie starring uh, the J Red Leto as Michael Morbius, Matt Smith as his uh, childhood friend slash bad guy, uh, Adria Ar Ar Arjona Arjona as yes. as the the very underdeveloped love interest, and Jared Harris. Well, I love Jared Harris. He's in Foundation. 
He's a great actor. You also have Tyrese Gibson and Al Madrigal playing cops in this movie. And spoiler, spoiler, yes, Michael Keaton's Adrian Toomes does show up. We'll get to that at some point in this movie. Not like how you were expecting or how they led us to believe. I feel like you've laced your opinion into this entire reading I'm of just, the cast. I'm just, no, I'm just reading the cast. This is just <laughs> he very can't sub- help himself. This is just very subjective reading. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell if you like this movie or not. Just by how you've been reading the cast and previewing our eventual review of this. Yeah, no, I, this is just straight facts. No, there's no opinions here. You like everything. Anthony, Anthony uh, tell us the plot, and then I want to get into our theater experience a little bit because sure. it's hilarious. But what happens in the Morbius? Uh, Morbius is about this man with some sort of disease who is orphaned and meets another child with the same disease some blood illness and the man named michael morbius grows up with this disease but all of a sudden he really wants to cure it now and he decides the best way to cure this is to capture bats and do some experiments on himself ends up doing the experiments on himself becomes a living vampire with a thirst for blood and has to kind of control that while also taking on his friend who happens to also get a hold of this experimental cure and has gone the other way and is now evil. So Morbius is learning how to cope with this new reality while dealing with the fact that he inadvertently created a monster. Yeah, and there's some cops after him, and there's some uh, female scientists that's into him. And uh, How was your theater experience for this movie, Anthony? Actually, I don't really have a story to tell. I went and saw okay. it on a Sunday night. There were probably okay. 15 people in the theater. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, really, I, I, Sunday night is a Sunday night crowd. I don't think ever is all that great. Yeah. And this one was, you know, fine. No one really said anything. No one clapped. No one laughed. It was what I would think I would expect for a Sunday night. So don't really have a story there. So, uh, you know, I went to see it Thursday, right? And usually you can tell immediately the theater I go to, the hype for a movie when you roll up into the fucking parking lot. And for like Spider-Man No Way Home, but Thursday night, packed packed parking lot. I had to park all the way in the back. I roll up on this one. I get fucking, there's a spot right up front. There's barely wide open, right? And then I go in and I sit down and there's maybe 20 people. In the audience, and I knew it was going to be bad because I sat down and my balls got hot. My balls was hot. I think that's <laughs> never a good sign when you sit down to watch a movie. But I was just laughing at the memes of empty theaters at opening weekend, and I was like, you know what? That is fucking accurate. So clearly, uh, nobody wanted to see this. Rugs, uh, anything happened? Did you take your pants off though when your balls were hot? Then you have to. My body. Yeah, that's why I travel with a spare set of pants always because my balls get hot. Just take them off. Rugs, how was your theater experience? My balls were not hot, no. but um, I was in an almost empty theater. There's probably like, yeah, 15, 20 people. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Easy parking job. No right. problems there. Lots of elbow room, too, in the theater. Sure. Another bonus. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was kind of like I was watching a movie that's been out for like like, like months already. A, a movie that's, yeah, that's on its last few weeks of its run yeah. is what this felt like in the beginning. Okay, Rugs, you didn't send in an instant reaction, so I'm going to start with you. Instant reaction. Start well, us My off. instant reaction when I, I was watching the movie and I was going, this is fucking the worst written movie or edited together movie 
I've seen in a long time. But for some reason, um, I'm going along with it because there's, I don't know, I kind of like some things that are going on in the movie. And then the the post-credit scenes come on, and I'm like, fuck this movie. <laughs> fuck these people. Fuck that this show. This is so stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys are just dumb. Like, who the fuck was working at Sony? Like, somehow they were, somehow something worked enough for me that I was like willing to like watch this movie without like leaving in the middle of it. Like, I was like, all right, I'm going to stick around and see how this pans well, at least out. least kept you. That's good. Yeah. But like, and then at the end, they just slap you in the fucking face yeah. with like a fucking a smelly fish. Like, it, <laughs> like, uh, in, in like, uh, yeah, I got slapped with a mackerel. And, uh, I was like, this fucking, why? It just woke me up to the fact that like, this is the dumbest movie I've seen in a while. It's sad because I actually enjoyed little scenes like the scene uh, on the ship, even though it made no sense. I thought it was fun. Yeah. And he kills everyone. Yeah. I liked like the general idea of a lot of this stuff, but like, I don't know what it meant. I, I like the, the possibilities, but I don't know. It just kind of went by the wayside. Just like everything they had, they just kind of like it slipped through their fingers and they just. I was a hot mess, but like, I kind of enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed Venom, even though Venom at, had that extra comedic thing right. going for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They just keep doing the same fucking thing over and over. This formulaic bullshit where like, it's his friend and they have the same powers and they got to fucking fight each and his friend has the, gets the powers, knows how to use them better and fucking. Yeah, right away. Yeah. Doing all the shit and like it's just like it's the same Marvel fucking formula they do every time. But this time the the story was incoherent. Like I have no idea what Jared Leto was doing with those was he capturing the bats at the beginning I, of the no, movie? I, that, I don't know what like that, why was there a harp there? Right. Like I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Did he what, was he gonna was play that? him a concerto? What were those yeah. strings? I, I wrote that down too. I was like, how the hell did he capture all those bats? <laughs> yeah, what is this device? It makes no sense. They're flying right past you. Like, so he went there to get the bats so he could experiment on the bats. Yeah. But there's no reason why he's gotta cut his hand open and like all of that's just for theater i guess but like for theatrical whatever. I, mean, I didn't get any of that stuff i feel like they could have explained that it, they just they just kind of like everything's felt like very forced like jared letter was fine right he's fine he's nothing and, special but he and was matt just, smith was actually fine he was fun to watch you could tell he's having a ball in this matt smith over the top but, hamming it up a little None of like, but they never even go like, why is he rich? This kid, is he come from a rich family? Makes like, no sense. Yes, they don't, don't explain know, that. Yeah. Like, I just, I, <laughs> what is this disease they have? He Doesn't has matter. this lab. He has this lab that he does experiments in that like no one goes into, but he just like comes and goes in the middle of a hospital. I don't know. It's just weird. While he's wanted by the police. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, what'd you think? Uh, <laughs> I, I, so I'll admit, I saw, I didn't read the reviews, but I saw the Rotten Tomatoes score. So yeah. I obviously was not expecting much. And candidly, I wasn't all that excited to see this movie even when they first started doing trailers. I'm not, I don't really think Sony knows what they're doing with their, yeah. when there's, with their stuff. Mm. So that being said, I don't think this is fan fantastic bad. Right. I don't think it's like the, the worst right. superhero movie I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. 
But given the super caliber of superheroes movies we get now, what we kind of expect from superhero films, this is still pretty bad. Um, yeah. It's not. It's not good. Uh, it's clear to me that Sony without Marvel doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. They really don't. They don't. They still think that they, if they just throw together these characters on screen and hint at something bigger and maybe tease that they're part of the MCU, that that's enough. They're like that. That's really all. They they literally made this film to get to the end. Yeah. yeah. Like if you watch the film. It it felt like to me. I sat in my in my chair at the movie theater, and I'm going. I don't feel anything in the entire movie. It's yeah. going from point A to point B to point C to point D to yeah. point Z as fast as possible, with no investment in any of the characters. Literally, I wrote this down. Might be a little. It might be cheesy, but this movie feels like they sucked the blood out of the entire script, <laughs> director, <laughs> directing, editing. There's no passion in this yeah. entire movie. The movie has yeah. no fangs whatsoever. But th- the thing that really bugs me is that if you watch the trailers, there's all this other footage, oh, so you know oh, someone, yes. someone tried to f- do something yes, with this movie. Like yes. I don't know, like absolutely, like so. It's not like they just like pfft, like they put it out. They like they pfft, and then they took it and they mashed it around and they put it back in. Yeah, it's no, like, I'd be I, curious yeah. to see what that what that is. But I've heard rumors that. The reason it's like this is because Sony saw it and they were like, "Oh, we got yep. a piece of shit on our At, hands." Oh, <laughs> and oh, they were like, see? "They were like, we got to, we don't have, we don't have anything." And or there's another rumor that they thought they put the cart ahead of the horse and they were like, "We are going to make this. This is going to be part of the MCU." Yes. And then Marvel that, was like, "What the fuck is this shit? That's this what ain't exactly." The MCU. This is exactly what I think happened. I don't blame Daniel Espinoza. I don't. Maybe the script. I blame a little bit. I don't blame any of the actors. This one is Sony. Like that's what I think happened. Is they had those Adrian Toom scenes from the trailer in the movie inside. He met him in the movie. It was a bigger part, and they were gonna tie it together because. There's so many scenes in the trailer. The graffiti of Spider-Man picture where it says murderer. Not in this at all, right? None of that shit. All of the the tomb scenes are different. All the Michael Keaton scenes are different. So Sony, Marvel saw this and like, no fucking way. You're crazy. This is not involved our shit at all. You need to chop this up because Espinoza, to his credit, like he hasn't held back. He's called out Sony. He's like, the trailers were Sony. I had nothing to do with that. This post-credit scene, the way it's been hacked up, that was also Sony. He's like, I can only, I, you know, I like having control, but this is a big picture with a lot of moving parts. Uh, I don't have anything to do with those decisions. And this is probably not the movie that he made initially. Well, clearly. let me comment on that, though. What is this movie? If if what you're saying is true, the Sony's already fucked. Yeah, because they're banking on this movie. They're hanging their hat on the movie being part of the MCU. There's nothing, even with what you're saying, it being all fucked up and removed. Yeah, that means this movie wasn't hanging its hat on actually being a good film. It was only hanging its hat on being the (laughs) on being associated with Marvel and the allure of. Mm what's going to happen next literally there the way sony was planning this out when i was mm. watching this film and what you just said is literally mm. they're going well marvel teases other characters <laughs> why don't we tease other characters yeah yeah and when we do make the end of this film people are going to be excited to see those other characters with this film right yeah. it's like well no you didn't make a good 
movie. What about these characters? You like, what? Well, yeah, it was <laughs> just weird. Like, I think the intent is, well, obviously, they got to make a movie. They got to make a product to put out, right? But then they want to also have IP, right? So they're like, oh, now we have a name recognition character, just like we, we created Venom. We put him out there. Now there's a Venom. We can do something with Venom. Venom can come back in Venom 3. And they got Venom in the Spider-Man No Way Home uh, somehow. So, yeah. So they have, they're they're trying to create Morbius as a character. So in that sense, like, okay, I, now you have Morbius. You can use that, that piece in your puzzle. Like you can go, we have this character. He has these powers. We all know what the powers do. We know that he's got some, you know, strength level, blah, blah, blah. So now they have that piece to play with. Great. Now, but that's all it is, this movie. It, I mean, it doesn't even do it well. So I think that, yeah, mission accomplished. They introduced the character, but they didn't give a fuck about any of, like, the the nuance or the fucking complexity of character or the story. Any, like, editing it together to, like, to make any sense. Like, that was, there's no thought process there. They were just doing things. To uh, to further this like uh, shared universe IP driven type money making you know this person's now in uh, in tombs is in there and it's just it's very apparent that they're just doing things for corporate reasons. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's not like anything artistic. It's it's more overt. Like we know Marvel's doing things, but they're doing it. We know they're doing a lot of the corporate stuff too. But this one is so overtly corporate. That it's like, yeah. you, you can't, you, by the by the time you get out of the movie, you're like, that's the only takeaway. Is this, is, this was made to get to point B. This was, the, yeah. there's no, there's nothing, there's not a passion behind actually making this character. It's, it's almost insulting to a movie viewer the way they're like, just blatantly, and you think you're if not going to notice. If you're dumb enough, you're not going to notice. Yeah, but, but this like, is like, they're not even trying. Like, they just think everyone's an idiot, and they're not going to, look, okay, let's, look, let's just get to the post. All right, look, yeah. let's, let's, let's compare it to a movie that has almost as bad of a script, like Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> okay. Right? At least... Everything that was on screen yeah. was fucking amazing to look yes, at. You got was. a spectacle out of yes. it and sound design yes. and just like very like beautiful set pieces that you're that still I remember to this day, mm-hmm. even though like, you know, him blowing a hole into the center is ridiculous. Stupid. All right. But here you have things that are just forgettable. You yeah. can't see any of the fucking action in this yeah. movie. They do the thing where it, there's action and then it cuts to like the slow-mo like, moment. And that's the only time you see what like, the fuck's going on. By all means, fucking make a movie that sucks. But like, don't show me the bat scene that we've already seen in fucking Batman Begins like 20 times. Yeah, I got like, some, yeah, Lost Boys <laughs> vibes when they're like, Michael, Michael. Like, do some new shit. And like, yeah, they they tried to like do something unique by giving him like trails. Like, okay, I have an issue with these trails. Yeah, they look cool, the smoke colored trails. But why is that happening? And also, it covers everything up. You can't see. Yeah, I think they just used that to cover up the shitty CGI. I don't know. They just it was a poor choice because what are these smoke cl- colored smoke clouds? What is what is this? Why is this happening? Like there were moments I was like, oh, this guy could could be a cool character. They can, I mean, you know, Jared Leto looks great, and like the CG Morbius actually looked pretty cool. 
Milo, and, though, the bad guy, that looked like a fucking Instagram filter when he went yeah. vampire. Like, I could why t- was he wearing those sneakers like the whole time? I'm like, why is he? Uh, Anthony, you know sneakers are those good sneakers? They're I don't even know. To run in? They look like they were wearing New Balance or something. Matt Smith <laughs> dancing in the mirror and getting dressed was like my favorite part of the whole movie. Really, the, the thing is though is like the movie, and I don't think Venom that either of the Venoms are all that great, but at least Venom had some sort of style right like you you can dive into the fact that tom hardy's acting like a fucking goofball yep there's these homoerotic things that are going on (laughs) with venom like he's biting like it's a bonkers fucking film it does it's not great in my opinion but like this one everybody goes to a rave there's no real fun to have like no jared leto is you say he's fine i don't think he's really doing anything in this film He's there's no by playing it so subdued and, and serious, like all I know about Jared Leto, like tell me three things about Jared Leto's character. Yeah. He's a doctor well, that likes to help people. Okay, what else? Like what? That, what, what is defining Jared Leto's character? Well, I do think that you do get an idea of okay, he's this very meek, uh, you know, weak person, but he he's very very intelligent. But uh, and he's singularly focused on curing himself. That's his only thing that he cares about. Um, I don't think that even as a person he has anything else going for him other than that. No, and so, they drop that whole thread in the second half where it all becomes yeah. about, oh, you're you should embrace these powers, and now I got to stop you for some fucking yeah, he, reason. That's the thing; he doesn't have an arc. No, he just is the same person, and, and then uh, now he's just trying to cure this disease. And right. his po- powers are so, all over the place too. Like he just does things out of nowhere. I don't. I mean, the powers are one thing, but yeah, it, yeah. It, I think what's more important he he really doesn't have an arc at all. No, he's the same no. guy coming in and he is out and. Like what? What does he learn about anything? <laughs> yeah, it would be great if he kind of had to like, like it, almost like a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde thing, yeah. where he's just like, uh, like reveling in it. But he's just like this feral beast at that. point. I mean, you, you don't know? even see the first transformation. Like they don't show you that. Oh Wait, my let, god! Let me yeah. get into. Can I get into that real quick? Yes. His first transformation in that whole boat in the, scene on the boat scene. Yes. I, I was watching that scene and I'm like. What the fuck? How did they write this scene? So they're like, so basically he has to go out to international waters to experiment on himself, right? Right. And he talks to Milo, and Milo's like, okay, I'll, I'll set that up. I can hook you up. So Milo, <laughs> for some reason, as you, someone mentioned earlier, how is he rich? Who knows? He's Nobody, rich. Yeah, he's just rich. But he's rich enough to, he's his thought process is, I'm going to send Morbius on a boat, but I'm going to Put. I'm going to arm the boat with mercenaries. What? Why are there mercenaries on <laughs> yes, the boat? Yes. Why are there hired? You need people to kill. Okay. Yeah. But that, okay. So yeah, you need people to kill. Yeah. But and then, how this? This is how it. This is how everything is written. It's like, oh, we need someone. Oh, right. Mercenaries. But then he's like, you need people to kill, but you don't want more Morbius to be a villain. So, so we're going to make the more kill. the mercenaries just complete dickheads to the female doctor. But it's like, why are they dickheads to the female doctor? Oh, it's because he's, they're going to get killed in 10 seconds. <laughs> like, none of this makes... Like, what is the logistics on having mercenaries with guns on this... Bo- like, Milo had no way of knowing that Morbius was going to turn into a fucking living vampire. Like, the, no, you you would never have needed guys with guns on that boat. Yeah. And you don't My need them to be thing. assholes either. 
Is he just jump ship into yes, the middle of the ocean? That was my other question. He calls in a mayday. He puts a blanket <laughs> on Martine and then fucks off, jumps off. What happened? How did he get back? Where were they? How far did he swim? Did he fly back? What the fuck happened? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Who the, wrote that? In the trailer, there's a line where Tyrese is like, you were lost uh, for two months and then you showed up on this boat here. Like, it was a whole different story. Whole, yeah. And in the trailer, you notice... Tyrese Gibson has a fucking robotic arm. Him, he had a way bigger part, and instead, these are two incompetent cops that don't even know what the fuck is going on. What? What? <laughs> he had a robotic arm at some point. He was going to be a monster killer. Add to the movie? Nothing. They, there was no reason. <laughs> I love Al Madrigal. He's he hilarious. To give you the impression that the cops were doing something about this, but like that every, was it. Every scene they're in. They do nothing. They do not. <laughs> they're just repeating stuff that we already know. They're trying to catch up to that way, and we're tra- we're already ahead of them. I'm like, what is the fucking point of this? That this is a movie that I was shaking my head a lot as I was. It made my I almost got whiplash. I was shaking my head my head so much. Also, you notice so he gets back to the lab with the serum, and then he you see that one shot. He puts down. The serum, which is two vials of yellow liquid. Nothing's labeled. You don't know what this is. Then Milo shows up and uh, gets mad at him that he gave him the cure. And uh, you're not going to cure me. And then later, he just has taken the fucking serum and he's a vampire. I knew they were going to do this. You'd never see him grab the fucking shit. And no, even then, that, how yeah. would he know that was the fucking serum well, to grab? Let me, even, let me even frame it. There's no... There's such little development between what Milo and and Morbius's relationship is, and like any of that. There's real no there's no build up to any no. of this eventual conflict. That when I was watching that scene, I go, Morbius, you're kind of a dick. Like, <laughs> yes, you, you just cured yourself, and now you're like, well, I can't do it. I'm man. God, and I can't do that for you. And it's like, well, why shouldn't I feel sympathy for Milo? He's sick. He's the one that funded you to go out there. You're walking around now with a six pack telling him it's no good. I'm all, I'm all buff and you can't yeah. be, dude. Yeah. But didn't you love when he wrote the word blood in blood? Uh, and then the guy was like, well, do you need blood? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was fantastic. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, I, mean, just... I, I will say the one great, the, I think the best horror type scene was that hallway scene, remember with the 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 light uh, motion control light scene as the nurse is walking, yeah, and it's it flickering. Okay. Like that you, was a kind of a legit it, horror scene. There, it was it was a nice horror scene. But then I was watching it. I'm going, why is this an empty ass hallway? Like I'm, you're in <laughs> a hospital. Night. You're yeah, in a hospital. It's, it's <laughs> there's there's nurses everywhere. It's you off hours. You, you, it was literally it, it, they made the scene because they're like, we need a horror scene. This is this movie's supposed to be a horror movie. So we're going to make one horror scene. And now we have a movie that has horror elements in it. We've Pat, we've now, we've now checked that box. Let's keep making our movie. And there, there's no reason that she's in alone in that hallway by a hospital with no lights on. They don't, they, yeah. they, they don't turn off all the lights like that. Yeah. Why would you turn off all the lights? She does run <laughs> why and turn she all in the an, lights if, on. If it's a working hospital, you don't turn off all the lights in the hallway. So then, and then the third act is just fucking ridiculous because they do that thing where like Milo is with the doctor and he slits his throat just, but leaves him alive long enough for him to call Michael to pull him away from Martine to go over there. And then Milo goes over there and kills Martine. Then he's got to go back to fuck where he was. And by the way, she's not dead. And the yeah, last can, any, shot, can anyone explain to me that interaction between Morbius and Martine? No. Well, she bit his lip. Oh, she, and then she's like, and drink, sucked his blood. She said, drink me, use me. 
uh, to fuel yourself or something. Why? I don't know. So how is she not dead if he used her? She's a vampire now, I guess. If she, it, 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 I don't know. In the old stories, you drink the vampire's blood and you become a vampire. Oh, she bit him first. But she bit him first. I saw that. But then Morbius bites her. And, yeah. And drains her of blood. Well, you have presumably. To, in order to become a vampire, you have to die first. Is that right? After you drink the blood. Is it? So it all it checks out, I guess, but it's just terribly it's done. It's so yeah. clunky and messy. And yeah, when, when she opens her eyes, I'm like, what? I was like, what? What is yeah, going I was, on? I was like, yeah, I was literally, what was it going on? I'm like, why do you want me to care that she's a vampire? Because they got to set up for the sequel. In but the comics, I think that she becomes a female vampire, whatever. Oh. And maybe she's going to be the, maybe they want her to be the bad guy. I don't think this thing is getting a sequel. Can we just get to the post credit scene? Holy shit. So at least they put them real early up front before like 11 minutes of credits. I'll give them that. We don't have to fucking wait till the end. But we see, you don't see any of the Michael Keaton footage from the trailer. We see the sky cracks from Spider-Man No Way Home. And then we <laughs> see a bright light in the prison cell where where Morbius was. And it's fucking Michael Keaton, Adrian Toomes shows up there. How? Why? That's not the spell Dr. Strange did. He he didn't know who Spider-Man was, but the spell was to pull everyone into over there. What is he doing here? I don't know. And then the ridiculous reveal that the prison is like, oh, we don't know who he is, so we're just going to have to let him go. He doesn't exist. So he lets him go, and then he finds Morbius in the desert. He already has a full vulture suit. Where the fuck did this come from? And then he just name drops Spider-Man real quick. And then he's like, oh, by the way, want to team up? Why would Morbius want to team? Why is he a bad guy now? How does he even know who Spider-Man is? What the fuck is going on in this movie? Yeah, that's bad. It's I mean, it's Marvel has done. Here's the thing, though. I, I will I will say this. Our MCU has done some post credit scenes that ended up not making any sense. Yeah. And, but at the end of Incredible part. Hulk, Tony Stark goes up to ban uh, to goes up to uh, Ross and says, let's make a team. That makes no sense now in hindsight. Uh, that's a good point. But so they've done scenes like that. But yeah, this one doesn't really make a ton of sense. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> There's not a lot. And uh, I, I watched Adam does movies as yeah. review. What did he? What was and his he take? said, and he. Uh, this was a good point that I didn't think of. I thought of the one where we. I was like, when Vulture showed up, and I was like, how the fuck did he get that equipment? All this yes. equipment's in the other universe. <laughs> yeah, he didn't but rebuild the, this. The part where Michael Keaton shows up in the cell, and they're like, and he's like, new place. This is kind of nice. Oh yeah, it's like. What? Why would he say that? <laughs> he, he literally just left to another universe, and that other universe that he was from, he was doing all that to protect his wife and kid. Right now he's, he's in not, another universe yeah. without his wife and kid, in like completely lost. He's like a regular human being would not be okay with just being transported and, to another universe. And like wouldn't that. he? Because now he knows who Spider Man is. He knows that he he saved his daughter. Wouldn't he try to find Spider Man instead of just randomly finding Morbius? Like, how did he even know where the fuck how did Morbius? He get even a hold of Morbius. Yeah, how did he even know he was gonna be there? What is happening? Um, Nobody cares. Yeah, That's the thing. Yeah. It was clearly what a fucking reshoot hack ending to put on this thing. Well, it's clearly to me. I mean, it's clear. First off, Sinister Six, right? They're still trying to build towards this. They got this, such and a they, hard on for that, and yeah, they really do. And they have, they're kind of already backdooring the fact that there is a Spider-Man. So I think they're already going with. We've established some of the Sinister Six characters with Andrew, and yeah, we can maybe yeah. do this again. Yeah, and it's just like, 
Oh man, you guys no, got to give this one up. That, I know they are. I they kind of. I don't know why they want to make a Sinister Six movie. They shouldn't have made a Morbius movie. There is some, like you said, Rex. There's interesting aspects like vampirism as illness as addiction. But the movie, they don't even care. They're not gonna. They don't touch on these things. It could have been something deep. Uh, and instead, it's fucking ridiculous and clunky, and they just throw shit at the like, wall. And I wasn't like in my seat, like going boo, but I was just like, I was just like flabbergasted after I thought about it. Like after the movie was over and it washed over me, I was like, wow, like they really don't give a fuck. No, they don't know they what don't. they're doing. Literally, they think I'm an idiot. Yeah, and I'm not gonna notice any of this shit. It's condescending. No, the screen crush guy said that post credit scene is super condescending, and he's absolutely yeah, it's right. Like so insult, like it was it's very insulting. Insulting to a person to be like, you're not gonna care about this. Because we're just going to fucking spoon feed you this bullshit and you're going to like it. And I'm like, no. It reminded me, I wrote this down. I went, this is like, a, this, a movies are supposed to be this fun ride, right? Where you go, like if you go on a car ride and you see all these sights as you go on your car ride. So you get to point A from point A to point B, but you see a lot of things. And it's an adventure. Well, this movie's like, okay, we're going to take you on that adventure. But your car ride is going to be from Indiana to Kansas. And it's going to be Nothing completely flat. Yes. <laughs> You're just not going to see. There's no passion in this ride whatsoever. Oh, and the We're windows just are here. really dirty. So yeah. it's hard to see anything. We're just going to get there. All right. And by the end, you're going to be cool with it because at least we got there. We made a movie, guys. We made <laughs> I mean, a movie. It's, it's, yes, barely. It's hacked together. Well, when, when a company as big as Sony. With the IP as big as Marvel's IP, with stars as big as Jared Leto and like all the people that were in this movie that were like, you know, TV stars, people that you know, um, people that are in other movies, you know, like there's a lot of, of like high level cachet going on here and, and to just not give a fuck. It's terrible. Yeah. Like, as I said, if you're going to do a terrible movie, Make it memorable. Make it like, hey, that was some shit I never seen before. I can forgive the fact that they didn't make a good script or they edited the fuck out of it. But at least I left with something I've never seen before that got my blood pumping. At no point did anything like rouse me at all. No. So it was no, it, it was, was just it was, kind of like this milk toast yeah, experience. It was, I was the whole time. It's a movie where like I'm waiting for it to kick into gear, right, and go, and it never fucking gets there. It just never. It just fucking pedals along. It had potential. It it kind of did. Oh, like, it does. It you could does. make this a much better movie, and it wouldn't be hard. But it, the the main problem is all these Sony Spider Man universe like. You need Spider-Man. You kind of need Spider-Man. Maybe you could do this without Spider-Man. You, you, you don't necessarily need Spider-Man in this one, but they're so latched onto the fact that they want that it's tangential to Spider-Man that they just can't get over the fact that, like, if you just include cameos, that's not enough. Yeah. Like, you can't... I, I did want to point out one drop thing, Spider-Man. Too. I wanted to point out... So, I just want to do the math on this real quick. Yeah. So, that... that that prologue scene where we see him as a little kid. How old do you think uh, he is there as a little kid? I'm gonna say, well, he's like like twelve year old, maybe. I think he's 12? yeah, like ten or 11, 10, ten, maybe ten, nine, okay. ten, ten, nine. That was twenty five years. So twenty five. So basically, Jared Leto's playing. I would say a thirty four to thirty eight year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. but when they cast him in this film, he's like forty eight. Yeah, he's yeah, he's fifty now. <laughs> I was like. 
then again, he looks great. I'm just going, man, they cast a 50 year old to play like a ten, guy 10 to 15 years I younger mean, than himself. He was buff. Like the whole, they made him looking emaciated to make him looking buff. Like that actually worked. It looked good. Yeah, it looked good. Uh, and he looked good, but it's just funny. You don't see his first transformation. The few shots of his teeth and the close up shots, they weren't bad. Uh, the fucking Matt Smith's fucking CGI was horrible. Uh, but yeah, no, like uh, in the also that line from the trailer, remember where he goes, uh, I'm Venom. Just kidding. Michael Morby is at your service. That's that wasn't in the movie. There was a shot of the Oscorp. He does building. say I'm Venom. He does say I'm Venom. So this is in the Venom verse, which possibly the Spider-Man in this is Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Maybe. I don't know. The Daily Bugle is from uh the sam raimi logo but that the headlines about the the black cat and rhino are from the amazing spider-man universe oh i i had one more scene that i was like what the fuck is happening here <laughs> yeah um so that scene where somehow he senses so all of a sudden his like his sonar has now become a spidey sense because he's at the cafe oh right and he senses that they have fake hundred dollar bills Oh wait, is that what happened? I don't know. Was he? He's, he was listening he hears, to this. He he's hears, listening. He yes. hears that conversation. I don't yeah. know why this trips him off. Yeah. to hear this. I don't know why he's even eavesdropping on this. Yeah, he has. But he bad hears ears. that they have the fake hundred dollar bills. Yeah, the lady for some reason can't take one, but she takes multiple hundred dollar <laughs> bills that are fake. And then he's like, "I'm gonna go follow these guys." Yeah, and he and he's like, "I'm following these guys not to stop them from doing crime." I'm following them because I need a new lab. I need their lab. Yeah. It's like, it's just why odd. would you think they have a lab yeah. that you like, what would even put you on their tail because where you're like, same I can chemicals, the counterfeit is. Yeah. Cause counterfeiting money is the same, the same as doing blood. Shit. Oh my God. Same and then when he, when, when he re-engineers the, the counting money thing to be the spinner for like, Oh, it's making, centrifuge. Yeah. Yeah. The centrifuge <laughs> for making like, <laughs> New blood? I'm I like, forgot about what? that. What? Wait, what yeah, instantly MacGyver. I'm like, yeah. he's drinking like blue milkshakes throughout the movie. It's just, what, like, I don't know. But when is weird. like, when have we established? Okay, yeah, he's a, a great doctor, but what? We didn't know that he was a fucking mechanical engineer. I, apparently, he is. He can build any medical machine that he needs. Well, I mean, look. In the defense of that, like a centrifuge is not hard to make. You know, it's just do you, 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 something do that you spins know that things. if you follow men with counterfeit hundred dollar bills, that they're going to have device. the equipment. Like you can literally <laughs> take a drill and make a centrifuge out of it. Like I you guess. know, but, um, but those but, guys uh, would be the guys to follow. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, but I, there's no logic to that at all. It's like I need to find saying, counterfeiters. Like once you're there and you need to make a centrifuge <laughs> out of fucking junk, okay, then okay, I get it. But like the, the whole I, the whole idea of it that he's like. He hears guys talking about counterfeit money. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna. I, I should be able to be, be able to make a retrofit a centrifuge out right. of fucking whatever spare parts is laying around the printing press." And, and where are they? Where, uh, where in New York is that that you can find an abandoned? What is that? An abandoned mall? An abandoned train station that they happen to be on? Oh. Uh, no, it doesn't exist. <laughs> it's in Williamsburg, uh, Dumbo. Where can you down, find something uh, like yeah. that? I mean, East there's not Village. a lot of malls in New York. <laughs> I mean, there is a couple in a building here and there, but like that's you, a mall, right? It's an abandoned yeah. mall. Yeah. Where? where <laughs> what kind of that 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 property would have been destroyed and repurposed pretty quickly? <laughs> oh yeah. Just empty real estate for no reason, and yeah. then he can suddenly like control bats at the end. I didn't know this was his power set. Also, his power is a little bit. I was just like, how come place? the bats don't like? 
they like him, but they don't like Milo. Milo's yeah, they shouldn't yeah. attack him either. He's from them. So he kills Milo, right? He has that antidote and then uh, kills Milo. I forget what happens. I think, yeah, because the antidote, he was going to give it to himself. Too. Right. But no, you got to live but then for we don't the see sequel. A lot. We don't see why he doesn't give it to himself. No. no. Right? Just ends, like, he does, yeah, it just ends. With him flying off, right? She's awake. He flies off. And then that's but, it. But if, if we were to follow that character's logic, he would have also killed himself because he doesn't know if he can control himself. Right. And again, like even the artificial blood, it's kind of an interesting idea to play with. This whole conflict would have been interesting. They don't fucking care about any of this shit. Adam from Adam Does Movies calls it. He has these Gogurt packs and he's just <laughs> chowing Gogurt. He was chugging fucking milkshake packs. Yeah, they, it just seemed very silly. The blue, the blue, the blue artificial, artificial blood, blood was just. Yeah. Give me that Capri Sun. Yes, it is. It was a Capri, it's a Capri Sun, Sun pack. Sun, yeah. OJ, purple stuff. Oh, Sunny Delight. Uh, <laughs> it's a couple of fun side stories. Uh, like I said, Tyrese Gibson was supposed to be a monster hunter and like when they were promoting this, he thought he had a way bigger part of the movie. And like, it would have made sense because apparently it was tied into the artificial blood. Like it saved him so that he would realize that Morbius is not a bad guy. And Morbius would realize that they're kind of on the same side. Could have had a partnership would have been great. All that shit was cut out. And then did you see where he uh, posted on Instagram, a fake Martin Scorsese tweet that was out on April Fool's calling Morbius the greatest movie ever and Martin Scorsese apologizing for bagging on superhero films. And he's like, this is the truth. Tyrese Gibson reposted oh. that on his Instagram going, wow, this is great. I can't believe this happened. And then he deleted it. But it was too late. It was too late. And it got out. So Tyrese, you fell, you fell for a bad well, tweet. Let's, let's have a tweet, fun Tyrese. little thought here. Yeah. You know, obviously we're bagging it. Is it how, how bad? How bad? Like we we obviously will rate it in a second. Yes. But does it rate what rank with all the like the worst of all time, and the worst of all time being like Batman and Robin, Catwoman, fantastic Catwoman. I don't think it's that bad. Bottom tier uh, trash can trash fire, but it's it's close. But it's no Catwoman. I think is a lot worse. I think Fan Fantastic for the same Electra. reasons. Oh, Electra, I barely remember, so probably. But this movie is quite forgettable, maybe also. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I don't it, think yeah, it's that it's, bad, but it's, 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 it's in not that good. same. It's in that same kind of film where, like, when they made, like, Electra, like, you know, the, the director, nobody cared, gave a shit about it. They're just like, let's put Jennifer Garner in, like, a, a bustier, and then everybody will go to the movies and watch yeah. it. And um, yeah, it's kind of like the same thing. It's like they didn't really give a shit about it at all. Yeah. They like you could tell that so- at some point, like like you know the some of the production design was okay and this and that, but like overall, it's not the worst movie because like there are some things that save it. Like as I said, there's like a lot of cachet. There's a lot of people that are doing like adequate jobs at acting and. You know, this, you know, like all that stuff, there is like a little bit of a, a horror vibe. There is some scares. There is some, some of that. Like there is that, if you're looking for vampire shit, you'll get that fix. So there is something to be had there. It's just when you think about how many things that went wrong and how many things that make no sense, how many times that they were just like, eh, fuck it. We need, uh, keep it moving. We need to do this. Yeah. We need to make this happen. Yeah. So we're just going to fucking do it. Fuck the person who's watching this movie. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like, fuck the person who's watching this movie. 
we're not going to, it's like when someone gives you no reason for when they do something mm-hmm. wrong, they just, eh, they just felt like fucking doing it. And that's what it is. So it just angers you as you watch it a little bit. Yeah, I I completely agree. It's like a, it's just well, the slap in the face was that with the post credit. That's when it really, I really yeah. started. I was like, okay, that's it. Now you've gone way too far. Yeah. Yeah. There's just no, there's no, str- like, there's no foundation to anything that's been going going on. It's like, it's like, we're just going to take you there, but we're not, we don't really care about how that journey no. goes. Yeah. It's kind of like, <laughs> I just, I've, never, I've, I've, it's been a long time that I've sat and watched a movie where I wasn't either like, man, this is really bad or man, this is like yeah. awesome. Like I was just kind of fe- sat there. And I'm like, there. I, I literally, I've sat there in a dark theater and I was thinking about other things. <laughs> I started thinking <laughs> about like things wondering. going on in my life. Oh not, my like, God. That it, not, not that it like prompted thoughts on my life. No, but, but it's like, that I'm boring. Just, the movie yeah. is that boring where that, that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's nothing, there's literally so l- little to engage in. Like the movie doesn't even want me there. Yeah, it's like being on a date and you're just like, okay, um, I'm in on this day. I'm going to see how far I can take it. But then it just goes a step too far. Like you just, there's something that's said or something that's done that just puts you off so much you can't continue anymore. And that's what it was like. I was like, I'm okay. I'm going for the ride here. All right. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to you know, mind that you uh, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, like that scene comes up and you're like, all right, like I, I've do- dealt with enough. You <laughs> fucked up. Now I can't, I, I can't, I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, it's uh, just uh, one of those things. Uh, I mean, the end was definitely like, oh my god, that post credits. But I would say, I would if I was describing this date to, to another person yeah. before the end, yeah, and I didn't want to be mean because actually I wouldn't have been mean. I would just be like, she's nice. She's <laughs> <laughs> nice. She's nice. She's nice. It's like, eh, you know, it whatever. is just like, meh, meh, meh. It's one of the, I mean, Probably. it's a movie that people are going to forget about in a week. Like, it's not, it's not even bad. It's not even so bad that it's like rewatchable bad where you can talk about it. It's just bad enough. It's just, it's one of those where you, you even don't want to be in this place where it's not horrible enough for it to be lived forever and, and obviously not good enough to live yeah. forever. Yeah. So it's, it's just forgotten. It's worse than being on one yeah. of the extremes. Right. I feel like if I would have gotten up right at the end of the movie when I saw you like the not, purple, yeah, you might not have been as mad. I, I I probably would give it an extra point. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was. What's that? Those two tarot. I mean, Michael Keaton going. I'm gonna like this place. Like, <laughs> like what, what the happening? fuck are we watching at this point? Like yeah. what? Who? And so, yeah. I don't know. So also on the, the other fun story, we all know how Jared Leto is very method and heard stories from Suicide Squad. In this interview with Uprox that came out today, Daniel Espinosa confirms that uh, Jared Leto was also method on this movie. So method, so committed that when he went to the bathroom, he would use his crutches and walk slowly and limp and take a lot of time. So this ended up taking a lot of time costing uh money pushing the production back they made it they made a deal that uh they would get a wheelchair and someone to wheelchair him there so it was a little bit quicker for him to pee so he could stay in character now it's called acting. it's called acting look i get it look listen great actors do this method right but i think for this instance it doesn't help you here jared 
it's not really translating to the screen. All, all I got to say about Jared Leto as is much. the man makes is a, is a good actor. He makes some good movies, but whoever either him or whoever is helping him decide what scripts to do for movie yeah, superhero he's, movies. He needs to fire his agent. Yeah, that, that needs to stop. You said in your review, you're absolutely right. He is 0 for 2 playing the worst Joker and now like a really bad Marvel character. You know who else is 0 for 2? Uh, Matt Smith, who is got common fame through Doctor Who. He was in, remember Terminator Genisys? Was it Genisys? Mm-hmm. Which yeah, one, was he, in? he was, Well, Oscar Isaac came back from being a bad apocalypse. Oscar Isaac so. did come back from true. being a bad apocalypse, but Matt Smith now has this role and the shitty role in the shitty Terminator movie. He what was in the, he was one of uh, the half human Terminator the end hybrids. Remember, like it's so forgettable you don't even remember. It was the guy at the end of Genesis. Yeah, he was the bad guy at the no, end. No, I don't think. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So he is also not Jason thinking, Clark was the main Jason bad guy. Jason Clark but he was, was also yeah. Was wasn't he Reese as a Terminator? Right? Was that Jason what was? Clark was John Connor? John Connor as Terminator. This is the oh fucking dumbest idea. That movie is that so stupid. It. That was bad. This movie is just about as stupid. But Matt Smith now also has these roles in these really bad, stupid movies along with the Jared Leto. So it's very interesting. Okay, let's uh, final thoughts. Rate it, rank it amongst the three SSU, Spider-Man, Sony, Spider-Man Universe, whatever. I want to know where it stands with the Venom and the Venom 2. Anthony. I think, I mean, it's worse than those other two movies. And I don't, I don't think very highly of Venom one or Venom two is bad. I think <laughs> Venom one is not great. This is worse in that again, just, just, it's just so forgettable. Yeah. There's nothing to, there's nothing to hang your hat on. And it has, what's going to go down is probably one of the worst post credit scenes ever. Yeah. <laughs> so it's probably for me, uh, I'll, I'll I was going to give it a half point, but I'm going to dock it a half point. I'm going to go 3.5. Okay. <laughs> wow. That but is... it's not bad enough to be a one or a two right. where we were right. like, we right. talk about this forever. So right. it's in a bad it, place and that it's forgettable. Is it even what the fuck happened worthy? I'm on the fence no, about no, that no, one. No, because there was no anticipation. We just no did it. We just yeah. did it. There's no, there's nothing there. <laughs> and there was no anticipation for this movie. That's true. It wasn't like it's supposed to be a big movie that bombed. Like, right. Then, no. Again, it's kind of shitty that like the early reviews were already like this movie had no chance it had no chance but it doesn't deserve it really either yeah had it not had it not been that bad that would have been one thing but they were it was pretty accurate rugs before the post credit scene i would have given it a four it was oh, almost shit. a movie <laughs> okay it was almost a movie yeah. and then that fucking post those two two yeah not just one one was a kick to the balls, <laughs> and the other one was someone teabagging me as I was on the floor, Why holding my nuts. Why are you people through this? <laughs> so I have to dock at a whole point and go three. Wow. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to give it my score. It is the worst. I actually kind of like the Venoms because they're fucking goofy and yeah, silly some people like them. and quirky. This is not, it doesn't even have that factor, right? This is definitely... The bottom, those two are a lot better. I'm gonna give it a four and a half, uh, and okay. I like everything. And no, uh, when I'm find myself shaking my head so many times and just just leering at this, I can't. It's just, it's it's not good. It's not good. Like Sorry. if you could have been good, it 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 could have been good. It had potential. Yeah. So, and that's the sad part about it. 
And and there might be even like a better cut laying around. I Hopefully. believe I don't I, even know. I want to know what that other movie. I can't is. imagine it could be worse. I really can't. I mean, I want to see Tyrese with the robotic arm and like Adrian Toomes in there talking to him in the prison. What the fuck was going on there? Like how how different was that version? It had to be way different. Uh, some people feel like Espinosa is a good director. He hasn't made a lot, but he 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 has fans. Did you see Blade Trinity? Yeah. That was a horrible fucking movie. Is that though. worse than the, is that worse than this or is this worse? That's like whoa, I feel like whoa. I would I I feel like I don't know they're almost in the same it's, level. It's, close. it's similar to the Fan Fantastic where it is clearly the studio coming in and uh, I think Fan Fantastic is worse because you can clearly see that movie is yeah. chopped all hell. Yeah. Whereas this one, I think, is just really poorly edited. Yeah. The construction is really bad. Yeah. The construction, the assembly. Of whatever they had in the reshoots is just clunky as shit. So, yeah, well, that's Morbius. Look, the next one will be good. I think the next one, we got Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, May 6th. Uh, also, have you noticed Thor Love and Thunder is coming out, I think, in July? There's hmm. no trailer. This is the closest we've ever been. We're like 90 days from the movie, a little between 90 and 100. This is the closest it's ever been for our Marvel movie before a trailer has been released. It's very strange. Oh, d- I think d- I saw something about Lothar Love and Thunder today. Is it because they're doing a press tour? They're doing a press tour, but are, are they waiting for Doctor Strange to come out? I feel like they just have a lot of things out. They got to promote Moon Knight. They got to promote Doctor Strange. I think we'll get it any day now. You think it'll be soon? I feel like it should be any day. Like it's 90 days. It's a little over 90 days away. That's crazy. It literally, when we finish the show, it's going to come gonna out. Come it's less than Spider-Man No Way Home came out so late. This is even uh, closer than than that that was at least like over 100 days hmm. so yeah, i'm very curious it's either the movie needs work or it's tied to what's going to happen in doctor strange or they're just too many things they're changing their marketing strategy I, I, think, I think they don't need to i think they don't need to do as much they don't, they don't need to release trailers as early they've got so many I, things yeah, going out yeah, i don't think I, they I do don't anymore think, yeah. yeah and i think it builds more anticipation i think yeah i don't, I don't know if they necessarily need to I think the standard was like six, seven months out. You yeah. release your first trailer. That's a long I don't know time. if they need to do that. That's a long time. I think they may have just restructured their marketing strategy with what's going on. With Maybe all- they were waiting to see what happens in Morbius. With Morbius, they if were it's going, a hit. This movie's not getting a sequel. Do you think it gets were, a sequel? No way. I don't know. The, the amount of money it's making is like, it's not a lot, but it's 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 actually not as bad it's, as I thought no, it would be. No, it's not a complete fucking disaster. Like They'll make their money back, probably. Yeah, which to them may be a success, but yeah, woof. I mean, Sony's trying to make B movies. This is a B movie. This, is, this a- is not even a B movie. Well, I congratulate them for making a seventy-five thousand dollar movie. Yeah. And it and it, million. you know, million. if they yeah. didn't seventy-five dollar movie, that's seventy-five dollars. Looks like seventy-five thousand. That's yes, the value of the movie. <laughs> But I mean, seventy-five million dollars. Yeah, it's movie. not again. It's not, they, it's not like a, they didn't blow their load on like two hundred million. But like they, they didn't need to make this huge fucking movie. It no. was fine that it was that. It, yeah. it didn't take like as I said, they had big talent. They had all this stuff. They had effects throughout the movie. It wasn't like didn't feel cheap at all. No, I agree. So no, it is kind of like a B movie, like in that vein. But I don't know if it's purpose or they just are. They don't know any better, and they haven't I, I evolved past that. One last comment from me, yeah, is I've said this before. They when when they made Venom, it's like they they whoever is in charge of these films watch is still watching those early two thousand yeah, superhero movies and there. going, "This is 
this is it. This is this is the magic right here. You just throw a character on screen, give him powers, have him fight a character that looks just like him, and we'll make three sequels to this. You know, in a way, that's fine if you acknowledge that, you know, you're purposefully doing this and you make it entertaining, but it, I don't feel like they meant to make it that way, and it just ends up that way because they're a little incompetent. That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, Into the Spider-Verse seems to me more how and more as that, an anomaly. How, how is that so good? What kind of a fucking fluke is Into the Spider-Verse? Because animation is more forgiving, I think, and you can do more, you know, and... You, I don't know. I mean, they invented a multiverse right there, and five Spider-Man and the fucking movie. I think, amazing. I think that when you have to, st- when you storyboard it into that much of detail, and it starts to come to life on its own, on you know, it's different than having to shoot it with people yeah. and sets yeah. and all that other stuff. Yeah. It's like that. That kind of that 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 makes enough keeps enough time to like fucking let other people start dipping their hands in there and fucking around with it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of got a, like an extended preview of in, uh, that next Spider-Verse movie before. Uh, movie. No, that was the same trailer that was out. Oh, where, was it? Yeah. Where Spider-Gwen shows up yeah, and then yeah. he gets sucked in. That looks great. I can't wait for into the Spider-Verse too. Uh, it's the only good thing in the fucking stupid Spider-Man list, Spider-Man universe. <laughs> All right. We're done with that. I'm so glad I can now completely like erase the movie from my mind. Let's move on to uh, news from the nation. It's hot for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Hot sauce. Oh, that'll do it every time. Buffalo sauce. Uh, no, we got. It's not about French fries and condiments. We got another couple of oh fun questions from our uh, Facebook group and listeners. Jamie Robinson, Mister Throwback Thursday from the Mister Throwback Thursday podcast, says, "Okay, here's a question to the nation: If you had to choose a superhero protected city to live in, which would it be, and why?" Hmm. Uh, you guys think about your answers. I'll read some of our well, responses. You yeah. have to. Okay, go. I was going to go ahead. Go. Okay. Well, Blake Braden first asked, can I live in Themyscira? I don't see why not. You could pick Themyscira. That's probably the best answer. You got Amazons. You got Wonder Woman surrounding you. Yeah. Uh, Alice McPike says National City because you get all the benefits of Superman being there, but you don't have to deal with Lex Luthor's nonsense. Neighbor to Metropolis. Okay. I like that reasoning. Uh, Jess Rivera said, let me sit down in Central City. And he said, reason below. And he posted a photo of Candace Patton from The Flash. Okay. So that's that's why. Justin Zwerner, New York. Avengers, X-Men, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four. You know what? That was that was my first thought. It was New York City's got them all. Whatever neighborhood right. you're in, you got, sure. you got a hero hanging out there. Uh, John Bellotti Jr. also. Come on, man. New York City. I'm already here paying these ridiculous taxes anyway. Plus, we have like 9,000 superheroes, although a lot of those 70s eras heroes moved out due to gentrification and high rents. It's true. Luke Cage cannot afford an apartment uh, in Harlem anymore. I know. It's, uh, there's Queens a Starbucks now. there. He's going to go to Queens. Rick Martinez says, San Francisco, the city that will give me free season tickets to see the Niners for all the crimes I stop. I don't think he understood the question. No. <laughs> uh, and that, what do you guys got? Do you have an answer? I thought about Chicago, but all we had... Was uh, Nightwing for like a, a year? Wasn't he in Bloodhaven? 
He was a blood heaven, but one there was a there was a comic book series where he moved to Chicago actually, which was crazy because DC never has real fucking cities. That was going to be my first question: Is can you choose a real city? You could choose a real or fake city because okay. yeah, because in the Marvel there's uh the real cities, right? See, my thought process on this is I wouldn't want to live in a superhero city. Too much uh, fucking shit to look out for, probably. Yeah, I mean, you're just living under constant threat. Of, I mean, it'd be, I'd feel like you'd be living under constant threat of being no, nuked that is all a, the time. That's a very good point, because at any moment, the Hulk could come smashing through the wall, and you're just trying to fucking get a coffee. You didn't Not want even the Hulk, like, <laughs> the villains. Like, the villains are just oh, like, all yes. you fucks live here. Like, all those guys, all that New York, like, that's yeah. an absurd answer. The Avengers are really getting good, attacked. That is all a the really time good in New point. York. New York is always a target of whatever. I have bad no happens. superpowers. That's a very valid answer. So I, would I didn't pick think like, about that. I'd pick like fucking Des Moines, Iowa. Boise, Idaho is my <laughs> answer. I because they got potatoes. Potato man. Yeah, is potato there. man can help. Well, there's out. only one real answer for this. What is for it? Me. What is it? Well, Themyscira is a good That's one. That's a good one. So I got I got to hand yeah. it Lake Raiden. Yeah. But uh, if I can't go there, I'm going to Basin City in Old Town. Who's, who's oh, it? Sin City is a good one. Yeah, well, like Frank Town Sin City is where all the hookers live. Oh, that's huh. right. That's where uh, they're. But they're also <laughs> badass like uh, assassins and shit, aren't they? Yeah, me. After watching Morbius, I just want to live in Atlantis and drown. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, put me out of my misery. <laughs> Uh, no, some good, good question, good answers. Here's another question. Blake or, here, wait, yeah, I actually yeah. got one. I got one. I don't okay, know if it's actually a, a city yeah. or a country, Yeah, but I, I would live in Wakanda. Oh, no, that absolutely counts. Because That's a great I, answer. I feel like Wakanda, other than very recently in the Marvel Universe, has their shit together. Yeah. No one knows they're there. Yeah. No one's really attacking them. So. Yeah, and like how cool it looked in Black Panther. Like I wanted to go live there. Absolutely, I was like, this, "Look at this fucking place. This is amazing." Like, I'm coming from the thought process of least amount of attacks. Right, you're hidden. Yeah, and uh, that is a very valid point about New York City. Like, there's a whole you know damage control. There's a whole department just to deal with superhero after after uh, shenanigans. It's annoying. You're just fucking having cereal, and you know the Hawkeye smashes through your window. What the fuck is this? I didn't ask for this. <laughs> So, good point. Okay, Blake Braden has another question. He posted this on April Fool's Day, April 1st. He said, what movie fooled you into thinking it was going to be a great movie based on the cast list? This is a great question also. Uh, Some of the answers from the group. Yeah, think about it. It's a very good question. William Salgado says Suicide Squad. I'll buy that. You had Margot Robbie, Will Smith. You're like, how can this go bad? It can't go bad. Joey Austin says it was Royal Tenenbaums, but I loved it after a second watch years later. Uh, Kelsey Carter has two La La Land and No Country for Old Men. It's kind of surprising. What? Yeah. 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 Detective John Campbell says, can I just say the DC universe in its entirety? Uh, Yeah. Like Batman versus Superman. Like, yeah, great cast. Look at this cast. Yeah. What happened? And then Justin Zwerner says movie 43. God, what a shit show that movie is. Oh, that's a crazy have you, ass Anthony, movie. have you heard about movie 43? No. This cast, I'm just going to read you this cast list. That's a great answer because it's a terrible This movie. cast is insane. Movie 43 features Johnny Knoxville, Gerard Butler, Anna Ferris, Sean William Scott, Hugh Jackman, Richard Gere, Uma Thurman, Halle Berry, Emma Stone, Naomi Watts, Kate Bosworth, Kate Winslet, Terrence Howard, Liv Schreiber, Elizabeth Banks, Justin Long, 
Kristen Bell, Chris Pratt, and uh, there's more, but that's the majority of them. Now you hear that, and you're like, "This house, this should be great," and it's not. It's not. It's just not. One of the first movies I thought of, I actually haven't seen it, but I just knew that it had bad reviews. Was a similar movie where it had just a gigantic cast. Valentine's Day. Oh yes, that yes. I can read the cast real quick. Yes, Julia Roberts, Jamie Fox, Anne Hathaway, Jessica Alba, Jessica Biel, Kathy Bates, Bradley Cooper, Eric Dane, Patrick Dempsey. Hector Alonso, Jennifer Garner, Topher wow. Grace, wow. Taylor Lautner, George Lopez, and yeah, this is a movie that got really a lot of. And, and, and I've I've seen some of these lists of like bad cast movies, and it's a lot of these kind of like the the uh, holiday movies, like yeah. uh, you know, like Valentine's Day. Uh, you could put like the second Oceans, Oceans Twelve in this category, possibly also after the first one. Grown ups. Oh yes, yeah, that was surprising. Oh, that's that's you really got Chris bad. Rock, Adam Sandler, David Spade, uh, Kevin James, and you're like, this should be the funniest fucking thing ever. Yeah, and, that's, uh, but Sandler was on the spree of making just rat really bad shit. Yeah, that's a there's a bunch of movies like this. That's a great great question and great answers. Uh, keep them coming, nation. Suicide Squad. We someone said that. Yes, yeah, Suicide Squad, the first movie. Absolutely. I'd say Batman and Robin. Batman yeah. and Robin, also another one. Yes. Because uh, Pearl Harbor, yeah. Pearl Harbor, another one. Yes, absolutely. Oh my God. Yeah, that's a great, that's a crazy cast. And it's Michael Bay. He'll fuck it up every time. It's been Pearl Harbor. Yeah, I mean, he's got, if, I don't know, some people really like Armageddon, but so you could consider Armageddon. Armageddon can be kind of thrown there. What's that Chris Pratt movie with the aliens that he has to fight from Amazon? Oh, the one was- with J.K. Simmons that just came out? Yeah. Uh, that was I forget what the too. fuck that was called. Uh yeah, those are all those are all definite contenders for best cast worst movie. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a great question. Keep in combination. We love these questions. All right, let's finish with what are we watching? Anybody, Anthony? Uh, what are you watching on your eighties uh, train there? I I didn't watch anything um last week. I have some stuff in the till that I'll probably watch soon. But yeah, nothing. The things I watched, I reviewed, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh rugs. What do you got? I watched Double Impact starring Jean-Claude Van Damme oh, and Jean-Claude oh, Van Damme. Shit, double the Van Dams. Yes. Is this his best That's movie? Right. Is this his best movie ever? No. no? Okay. Not even close. No. I don't I mean, it's not a good movie. I don't know if it's his best movie. I have no idea, but he, he tries to act in this movie like two different characters. Sure. So I guess that's worth the price of admission. Plus you get double the Van Damme. And they both um, do the splits. Yeah. So, uh, story goes, um, uh, there is a American couple that are in that they're I think they're in uh, somewhere in Asia starting. They're making like a Lincoln Tunnel type thing. I don't know. And I guess the, the mob wants in on it. So they kill the this couple and the, they leave behind two baby twins. One of the twins, for some reason, it, it, wherever they are in Asia, they have like a French uh, convent that he gets raised in okay. and by French nuns. Sure. And the other one is taken by the bodyguard to France for some reason where he grows up with a French accent. <laughs> oh, so they both coincidentally have French accents. And, That's interesting. And then they move to LA, the, the bodyguard and the, the young uh, preppy Jean-Claude Van Damme, like Chad character or whatever. And 
Um, the bodyguard is a karate instructor, but, but Jean-Claude Van Damme is a, uh, aerobics instructor surrounded by women and it is in aerobics clothing. Mm. And where he's showing all the ladies in the, in the class Ooh. how he does his splits. Sexy. And where you have like a long tracking shot of Jean-Claude Van Damme's asshole. <laughs> yeah, you like get right in there. And um, get that camera up in there, director. The other brother who grows up in the convent ends up being like a street thug. And he's got like slick back hair and a cigar in his mouth. Anyhow, at this point in time, the uh, bodyguards like, OK, it's your birthright. You got to go and reclaim whatever your dad built over there in Asia and get it away from the, you know, you need to claim this. And he finds, he takes him to Asia and they find the brother. And this is my favorite scene in the whole movie. So the bodyguard and Jean-Claude Van Damme, Hollywood Van Damme, preppy Van Damme go in to find, you know, gangster Van Damme at his like little club where they play like uh Mahjong or whatever they're fucking Mahjong, playing. Yes. And, this hot blonde walks into the room and thinks that that's her boyfriend who is the uh, cigar chomping gangster Van Dam, but he's out. He's out doing gangster stuff. So she takes this guy who is a complete stranger to her, but unbeknownst to her and puts her, her hand down his pants. Oh, God, that is assault. <laughs> that is unwanted. Immediately. And... And and Hollywood Van Dam thinks this is the greatest day of his life, <laughs> <laughs> and thus yes. begins the uh, the character dynamics of why they don't like each other, and they're brothers, and they don't they've met for the first time, and they have to now uh, reclaim their birthright together, and that's the movie that we're watching. I don't I don't actually hate that setup. <laughs> of the girl putting her hand down the pants not knowing that it's the yeah two. that it does that starts the whole uh schism between the both of them they hate each other like they they don't like each other very much but like it's just weird that they both ended up in french speaking places yes. just so they could explain well, because, the accent yes, he can't because well, he, he can't other do any other accent. Accent. no he can't he can try to stretch two characters but he can't do any other accent <laughs> Yeah. That's better so than I, Morbius already. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. That's a lot more yeah. fun. And there you go. That's that movie. That's right great. There. He's getting, we're getting ready. You're getting ready for the 80s action movie tournament. I got to start watching. Well, that, I do enjoy like a good. It was like a very quick watch, movie. It was like an hour yeah. and 40 minutes or something like that. Technically, I think that's 90s. But Oh, it know. is 90s. Yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking of quick movies on SNL, uh, Pete Davidson did a music video and it was all about. He's like, give me a short ass movie, a really short movie. I'm looking for it. He's just, the whole song is about how movies are too long, and he just <laughs> wants a short ass movie. And then they be, they go on to list movies that are like under an hour and a half. It's pretty funny. It was pretty. Funny. Watch any high side Godzilla movie. They're all like 70 minutes long, but they feel like five hours. Long. <laughs> you know what? Morbius. <laughs> uh, Morbius was like an hour 40, and it felt a lot longer. Yeah, <laughs> a lot longer. Morbius is one of those films where it feels way long. Yeah, yet also not long enough because yep. there's not enough in here to yep, describe what's going like, on. There's clearly things missing. What is happening? Yeah. Uh, I, right now, I got to tell you guys the best thing I'm watching. I think this is probably the best show on TV right now. It's fucking that Winning Time, the Rise of the Lakers. Oh, like it. It's the old oh shit. shit. Four episodes. It's ten episodes long. It's a show that while I'm watching, I say out loud, 
this fucking show is amazing. Just like to myself, like it's so good. I don't know this story, so mm. this is the equivalent of me like watching a comic book movie based on a comic book I never read. I don't know how much of it is real. I know I can look it up, but the the storytelling it, it should be pretty real because everyone, a lot of people, are very familiar with that story. Apparently, it's very accurate, but. Th- if this is all true, the story itself is fucking crazy. Like you couldn't write this. Real real life is always better wow, you, than yeah. Hollywood bullshit. It has straight up movie style twists and turns and like I'm like, you can't fucking Where write are you at? this. So it's uh and by episode four, they have opened in the new forum. They've it's a month in, it ends a month into their season, seventy nine eighty season. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, and they this last episode was all about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to Islam and how he was kind of being the weight, the anchor on the team. And Magic is trying to get him to run around and open up. And he goes through this whole thing. And he does. He bursts through. Like, he's introduced as a dick. The guy playing Kareem is amazing. He looks just like him. They even have, there's a scene of him filming his scene in Airplane. There's a quick shot of him in uh uh, game of death doing karate like they got the guys to recreate this so he he comes through he has like a spiritual religious awakening and he clicks and the lakers are on a hot streak uh the first nine games and then i don't want to spoil it yeah don't but, spoil it but i just but wanted to the get fucking a general idea ending is amazing so you know i've met people like coach jack mckinney with this new style and the fact that everything Jerry Buss did was revolutionary, making the game a fucking adult party, having dancers that aren't, you know, uh, wearing sweaters and long shirts and pom poms. And then even the style of play changing the fact that you don't have a spot anymore. You got to flow like water. Like all of this flow was like brand water. new. Was Bruce Lee out here. Flow like water. That's what he new says. Water. He's like, you got to flow like water. But the fact that all of this was new and completely changes the game is wild. And the story is so good. John C. Riley is great. Everybody's great. The guy playing Magic Johnson is great. Uh, I love the show. It's so good. What? And you don't have to be into sports. Clearly, like the way they clearly, they sh- if you're if you like it, clearly yeah, the fucking story <laughs> is fantastic. And the storytelling and the way they, they, they do the 70s film grain, the way it's shot, they they break the fourth wall and they talk to the camera. Oh, it's so good. So good. I, you should. I think you would enjoy this, Anthony. Should, but you probably know the story. No, I would think I would watch it. It's just I'm on the '80s grind. I, no, I'm yeah. one, I, I can't chew bubble gum and walk at the same time. God damn it! <laughs> the other great show. Uh, the, check out this concept, Anthony. Sci-fi show on Apple TV Plus called Severance. I've checked out the first. Oh, it's sci-fi. It's, it's kind of a science fiction show. The first two episodes. Mm. Here's the premise, right? You work. There's a place you work, and they have what's known as severed floors. So if you agree to work on these floors, you agree to grow through this process where they do something to your brain, where when you get to work, you go in the elevator. When the elevator gets to your floor, you forget everything that is going on in your home life and you get all the memories of work life only. You only remember what's going on at work. And then at the end of the work day, you punch out, you go back in this elevator and your mind is wiped of anything that's happening at work. And you only have memories of what is happening at that's your awesome. home. Isn't that crazy? It's well, a fucking, I would love to have that. Right? Well, there's good and bad things about this process. Hmm. But what a fantastic premise. I think I already do that. Yeah, people, you know, you <laughs> shut up. But literally, think about you're at home and you have no idea that you're possibly, like, smuggling money or you're doing oh, some gotcha. fucked up shit at work and you don't know. But then maybe you're at work. You don't know that your family life is a mess. And the consequences of this, it's so interesting. Uh, I've only watched the first two episodes. And I'm like, holy shit, this is a wild concept that I'm going to fucking stick through. So severance, you get severed. 
from your memories. It's cool. I like it. That's that, pretty is cool. It any, is it like Deliverance, the movie? It is not like you got a pretty mouth, boy. <laughs> Do you no, squeal like a pig? You see, you squeal <laughs> like a pig. Not that. Did you watch the uh, Halo Part Two? I did watch the second episode. I wasn't bad. I kind of, I kind of dug it. I was into it a little bit. Where it's going? Did you watch it? You no, know, I feel like it's moving in a direction. Yeah, at least I don't know where we're going, but I mean, I'm excited to see Cortana. Yeah, stuff is happening. And how that's going to work uh, out? Yeah, you get to meet uh, Bokeem Woodbine. Shocker. That's right. In this, so. Not Dave Chappelle. Not Dave Chappelle. He looks exactly like Dave Chappelle, and that's not a racist thing to say. Because is it? Uh, he just looks like him. He, he they, does. Yeah, just they have similar facial features. Put up a photo of Bokeem Woodbine and Dave Chappelle, and 50-50 people are going to get it wrong. I'm telling you. <laughs> because they really do look very similar. Well, it's because Dave Chappelle is like he's now butt more buff right, and like big Bokeem like Woodbine that guy. Is now. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. like, yeah. That's no, good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue with the Halo. But check out Winning Time. Fuck, that is a fucking good show. All right, I was cool. so surprised. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Rugs, where can the listener find you? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. I'm waiting for Elon Musk to save us all. He will. Get a Tesla, everyone. He bought, no, he bought a big a, a uh, amount of, uh, Twitter, of Twitter. Yeah. Oh, he bought a steak in Twitter. What does he want to yeah, do with that? Yeah, he bought a steak and yeah. Twitter. And Twitter. And he's eating a steak. And he's While eating, eating a steak, steak, he bought Twitter. Yeah. What do you think he's going to do with that? Oh, geez. I don't know yet. Mm. That's a discussion for another time. That's a separate podcast. Uh, check out the show notes, listener. You'll find links to Rugboy's Twitter and all our socials. You can connect with us on the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook group, our email, show at jockinner.com. You can always email us, uh, and we would love to hear your comments. Thank you for listening. Share the show with a friend, if, if at all, to save them from going to see Morbius. Because uh, you don't want to waste your time. Just listen to the review. It'll be fine. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. Elon, just erase everyone's stuff. Just erase everyone. Down to zero. Be best. Get your hand off my penis! And do that, too. John Claude Van Damme should have said that.